Sub nerds, welcome to the very, very simple comeback episode of Powerful, the Power Metal podcast. Um, we had some slight technical issues with this episode, so the audio quality is not great in a couple sections, but I hope you can still enjoy it. It's a fun one. It's a long one. We're sorry it's been like six months without episodes. They will start coming back. Um, it just takes a while. Uh, we're very busy. Uh, thank you to everyone that's been asking where we are. We're here, so hope you enjoy it. Sup, nerds, and welcome to Powerful, a power metal podcast. This is episode 40, Lights at the End of the Tunnel. I am Kyle, who is going to be your host for today. You might be wondering... Hiatus? What hiatus? There was no hiatus. We just do episodes when we feel like it. Uh, I am joined today by uh, my friend Singular. Uh, you might recognize this person. We have the lovely Alice Hi there. from Rage Badger Gaming slash Music with us today. Uh, welcome to the show. Yeah, it's great. The regular members of Powerful are uh, preoccupied, but I want to talk about Power Metal because there's been a lot of it uh, throughout the first half of 2021, halfway through the year, which is weird to think about. But uh, how, how do you feel uh, with uh, everything so far? I'm actually feeling like this is a very strong start to the year. I, I know there's some years where I'm like, what's what's even happened? And then the, it gets saved by the fall or like winter. And there's a lot of good releases at the end. There still seem to be a lot of good releases planned. But the front half's been so packed that I'm, I'm very excited. I think this is one of the best years we've had in such a long time. Yeah, I think this has been a, a pretty strong year so far. Like a few key highlights that we're going to get into today. And then I've got a, a grab bag of other releases that... Um, just kind of toss into the rotation here and there. And the list of stuff I'm looking forward to is also pretty long. So I think we're in for a, a solid year after just the, we'll say, clusterfuck that was last year. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's atrocious. Everything got canceled. It was the worst. Everything is canceled. Everything sucks. Uh, we, we did have a few uh, Power Metal albums that we liked that we talked about at the end of last year. I think this is going to be a overall stronger year. So happy to jump into that. Yeah. All right. So I think we'll just kick it right off with a banger. So I think... My this might be my favorite album of the completely of the year so far. It's definitely you know top three or whatever. Uh, let's discuss Edu Falashi's Vera Cruz. Hopefully, I didn't butcher his name too bad. Oh, I, I'm very good at butchering names too. So I I I, th- I think it's right. I think it's like short. I think it's like Eduardo, but he's not shorting it to Ed Ed Edu Edu Edu. I don't know. But yeah, that's that's a that's a banger of an album for sure. Yeah, I didn't even know this album was like coming out until all of a sudden I saw people saying like, "Oh, Edu from Angra has an album." I'm like, really? And all of a sudden, it's just fucking amazing. Yeah, I, it was weird. It was it was not even remotely on my radar at all because it's like, oh, yeah, him. I remember him like doing some like live video like three, four years ago or I don't know. I'm probably uh, he did a Temple of Shadows orchestra live thing. Yeah. And it was not good. And I know we took a break to um, like his vocal cords, something. I don't know the reason, whatever. But I'm like, OK, you're coming back. Sure. Fine. I'm sure it'll be great but holy shit did it that blew me away i was not expecting anything close to this level of quality yeah like the album it starts it starts kind of weird it's got this like spoken word narrative intro you know some kid is going to be named george and it's just like okay what the fuck are we doing here oh yeah but then it goes right into the first actual song of the ancestry and that's just a banger from start to finish yeah uh that that, that was weird because i I was it really I, i think i think it was very deliberate to open with that because there's a little bit more uh, variety in terms of 
what we see from the album later, like Land Ahoy has some, a, a little bit of a, you can tell it's got that like sea influence and like some of, some of, uh, like Mirror of Delusion has a little bit more of, uh, traditionally, um, uh, folksy instruments. But at the ancestry, when they start there, they're like, Hey, you know, these guys probably like Angra. So let's make a song that sounds like Temple of Shadows. So they don't completely bail. Cause there might be some new stuff, but they're going to be so gripped by this first song that when we move on to other stuff, they'll be like, I don't give, care. Give me some weird shit that, that boom. It, it's very, it's, it's weird because it's very safe for him saying they, they, he knows his fan base. He knows they love Temple of Shadows and boom. They're like, you want more Temple of Shadows? Here it is. It's a great song. Yeah. We, we should have a game going how many times do we say the words temple of shadows throughout the discussion <laughs> of this album which you know i'm yeah. fine with that like temple of shadows is my favorite anger album if we want we need more things like that because you listen to the ancestry and the next couple of songs too and it's just like oh you're right this is what power metal sounds like it's fucking cool i mean yeah and um like sea of uncertainties i think also has that uh similar vibe too but yeah. uh no it's it's it it, it, it was weird because like sometimes I've been less like th this year hasn't been like super strong necessarily power metally, but there's all the genres are putting together a lot of good uh, performances. And when this was, I'm like, oh shit, this this is power metal. It's exactly what, what came to mind. It reminded me of that like like mid late two thousands era. Um, I don't know, not even about eight, like late nineties mid mid 2000s power metal and i'm like this is it this is it this is what we've been waiting for it's the high we've been chasing for like 15 years <laughs> yeah like no the, it has like the the through line i would say of power metal elements throughout you know it's it's generally fast-paced there are a few ballads on her which are good good ballads i would say mm -hmm. it's got the soaring vocals lots of shredding it tosses in you know the folks the elements and the choirs and all that other stuff to like spice it up and add variety but without like drowning out you know the real meat of what we're here for yeah, I think they all really complement it very well. And the percussion's amazing. Like this is this is the best album percussion wise that I've heard the year this whole year too. Because well, a lot of the band members on here are like other ex Angra folks, aren't they? I, I think it's the I forget I forget everyone, but I know it's like what Achilles is that the guy's name? Uh, I forget names. I'm bad at things. I think I think Dark Darko and Nuke uh, can't stop talking about him. Yeah, so let's and they they link they linked some videos. It's it's great. He's a he is a really great percussionist. Yeah, I'm checking the metal archives for this year album. I don't want the fucking reviews. I just want the lineup. Yeah, so we've got uh, drums is Achilles Achilles. I don't know Portuguese Achilles. Oh. Yeah, right. Achilles. I think. Yeah, so homeboy here was on drums in Angra for the whole uh, uh, Edge era. Looks like, and then also on guitars you've got uh, Diogo Mafra. And Roberto Barros, so I think also have ties to Angra. They all sound very. I'm not crazy. They all sound very Angra. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe I'm fucking crazy. But Edu did. If it's funny if you look at the uh, metal archives credits for this album, because you've got everyone's got like one thing, and then Edu's vocals, keyboards, guitars, acoustic lyrics, songwriting. And it's like Jesus Christ. <laughs> it, this is mostly a him album with touches from. Uh, well, it's got it's it's literally got his name on it. So it does. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. In that uh, Morpheus typeface. Yeah. The uh, album itself, I think, is like a concept album. It's telling some story about the new world and sailors or something. I admit I haven't looked into it. I didn't really felt, feel like I had to, to really get what this album was going for and enjoy it. I know you're not a big lyrics person. Uh, uh, yeah, I was going to say, I, I got that impression. Like, um, And I think what Vera Cruz is like, what some, is it some like East Coast 
South America. I don't know. There's something about it. I don't, I'm not sure. I know that there, I saw that there's like some Templar in the art and what it means, true cross. So I'm not really a thousand percent sure what the whole thing is, but I got the idea of something coming over here and there's stuff going on and yep. I, I, but yeah, I, I didn't really need it. I don't really need to enjoy the, the story to actually enjoy the songs. They seem really, they, they, they stand on their own. Yeah. It's not the kind of concept album that like demands you pay attention to the story. Oh yeah. But I think, you know, it's there if, if you wanted it. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the, I'd say there's a lot of ballads in this album. Like it, it's fast a lot of the time, but it also kicks its brakes every now and then. So you've got skies in your eyes. Uh, I think bonfire of the vanities, if I'm not getting confused is one. Yeah. Bon- Bonfire of the Vanities is the good one. Uh, I I actually am not a huge fan of Skies in Your Eyes that much. It's 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 like the only one I basically like I could I could just do without it. I skip it. I skip when I'm actively listening, listening, I'll, I'll leave it on and I'll listen to it if I'm just putting it in there for semi background listening mm-hmm. that I'm trying to enjoy. But if I'm like actively listening to tracks, I don't think I ever listen to Skies in Your Eyes. Sorry, but uh, Bonfire of the Vanities is very good. But yeah, so a two two ballads is actually pretty uh, untraditional. I think every power metal band feels we have to do exactly one, no more, no less. Which some of them should definitely exactly one halfway through the album. Exactly, uh, like track five. It's like the ballad track, and I'm like, if you guys can't write ballads, just don't don't do it. It's just just you can you can do it without a ballad. But he's like, I'm gonna do two, but one of them's good, so I'll, I'll forgive him. Yeah, and also the outro uh, with Arena do Luar, excuse my Portuguese, is uh, I think. A nice little come down after the more brutal track being a face of the storm oh yeah uh-huh which i thought no, that, that was a it, it, the, the album flows really well yeah it, it it keeps her interest throughout with these sort of like peaks and valleys of the, the general tempo which is how you're supposed to pace a damn album i think amazing yeah n- not quite like something wicked this way come where it's like hey fast slow fast slow fast slow. like okay dude like could you, you could have grouped these way better dude except for at the end it's like he he figured it out but like this album's like we give you some aggression but we're gonna lull but we're gonna kind of pull you back in and build up to this really big mirror of delusion blasting chorus but we're gonna cool down right after it's it's everything is positioned perfectly where it should be within the album I know you're you're a big fan of Mirror of Delusion. That was your like I'm gonna put this oh. on repeat for like a week. Yeah, uh, I think I've only listened to it like uh, 130 times or something. Jesus fucking yeah. Christ! <laughs> oh, it's it's amazing. It's hard it's hard to sing though. It's um goes up to I I can't remember. I, I I'm like I know I know I st- like stress a lot on it, so it's like an F5 or some bullshit like that, dude. It's it's high. I don't know what that means, but I'm here. I'm proud of you. Maybe maybe it's uh, e- E5. Oh no no it's uh no I can't. It, 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 this is not necessarily uh that's not impressive it's just i it, it's it's hard to sing it's high it's uh it's really good though but the what i really like about that is um the, that song is I, I it was not the song i was expecting when i heard the intro cuz you've got these all these uh traditional instruments and i'm like okay that's cool but then they build up into more of the um like like we're going to just hold some power chords with the electric guitar i'm like oh so this isn't something folksy and then they get to the verse and the verse really comes up and we're going to say the word again temple of shadows and it, it almost feels straight ripped from that and then build up to this really loud chorus of just 
it's not even very intricate. They're just long held notes. There's not a lot. It, it's, yeah. a, it's a long chorus. Yeah. And the weird part is it's not, it's not like there's anything intricate about the chord progression or the, the, the note, uh, the, the rhythm. It's the, the melody is very long notes held for a while. And there's no accidentals. It's very basic. It doesn't need anything beyond simplicity to be powerful as fuck. All the supporting stuff go really well with it, especially when they, before he says the name of the song where he's, uh, holds out the note and then there's like duh, 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 the, the quarter notes leading up into that. I actually forget the lyrics there. I think it's the, like, the rhythm that they use with that. Yeah, chorus. exactly. Like, right, be- right before the start of it, it does like the whole, everything cuts out and you do a couple syllables and then boom, it hits you, you know, and then it has like the, yeah. the long drawn out notes. The Mirror of Delusion actually saying the name of the song is kind of quick, but it, it flows into the rest of it. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you there. And then, then it goes off into the next part. And it's, it's, it's almost an afterthought that it's there. It's right at the end of it. It does such a good job. And then when they go to the outro and they do the Mirror Delusion and back into the traditional instruments that like, hey, remember how we started? This is how. It, yeah, I, anyway, I just I really love that song. It's 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 my most listened to song, new song this year, I think. That one gets a lot of attention. I think one of my low-key favorites is right before it with Fire with Fire, just because of the... It's kind of the opposite. Oh, yeah, yeah. The chorus is so dramatic with the way it does the title of the song at the start. Oh, yeah. Just the big drawn-out. I'm not going to try to sing it, but the Fire with Fire, it just... It it hits right for me. Oh, I I agree with you. And It it was weird, actually, listening to the the album the first time through. Fire with Fire and Sea of Uncertainties I thought were good, but, like, Land Ahoy uh, stuck out. Land Ahoy still stuck out, but after repeat like, a few more listens, Sea of Uncertainties and Fire with Fire uh, quickly went from those were good to, like, no, these are really great. Like, so those those two are, like, I I never skip any, I mean, I don't skip much of the albums, but, like, sometimes I just want to listen to part of the album, and those are, like, it's hard to, for me, uh, to like, I'll just listen to the highlights of Veracruz, and it ends up almost being just listening to Veracruz, which I think says a lot about the album. For sure. Land Ahoy being one of the, the longer tracks kind of halfway through, uh, I think it's the longest track. I'm actually not as big on that one. I think it just kind of, the individual parts just don't grab me as strongly as um, as I would hope for on a long song, I think. It's so good, but I don't know. I haven't resonate with that. Maybe I need to listen to it more. Oh, no, it, it might not resonate, resonate with everyone, but it is. it just feels very uh, compellingly interesting um, and having various parts to it, it just, it's, 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 a, it's a very good listen. Um, maybe it's not something I, I listen to like as passively though. So that's, that's, that's a thing. Yeah, it might be a more active listening song, mm-hmm. which I'm usually listening while like working or some shit. So I don't have a hundred percent attention. Oh, certainly. How do you feel about uh, Face of the Storm, the climactic, bigger, uh, more, more brutal song here? I, I like, I like. first off, I like the placement of um, uh, leaving something so aggressive later. It's a good song. I, 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 I also like that saying the song name and then keeping aggression after you've like, there, there's too many bands that like to say like, finish a chorus and then like, we need to relax and they keep on pushing the aggression after like after they say it's 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 got that momentum and that's the the momentum of the song uh really i think makes it particularly gripping this is a really dumb thing to mention but have and i feel like you're like the one person who would maybe pick up on this the very start of face of the storm has this like i don't know what you'd call it like tribal like chanting or something to it you know what i'm talking about yeah 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 i swear that sounds like something from boys of battle like right before they talk about it's like the kindergartners before they talk about Swoopy the Magic Penguin. Oh, 
I'd have to listen to it again, but I'm, I'm I'd have to listen to them side by side. But I think you might be right. <laughs> before what was it? Is it said before Swappy or the intro track? Which one of those? Uh, I, I forget. I haven't listened to Boys of Battle for a second. No, I think it's the no, I think it's the intro track you're thinking of. Yeah, no, you 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 had it right. Yeah, I think you're right. Oh man, now I'm gonna have to listen to this after. It's it, it's the dumbest, most obscure like connection we could make, but <laughs> how many people listen to Boys of Battle? At least two. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, at least two. Oh boy, how do you feel about having the the guests' brute, uh, harsh vocals from uh, I think it's Max Cavalera is his name? Oh, I I didn't even look. Uh, I know that there's. I, I know there's harshes. I just I don't I don't think it's edgy doing the harsh vocals on here. Harsh, harsher. Uh, oh, you're yeah. You mean you're probably? I mean you're probably right. I just didn't. It's one of those where I was like, oh, that's different. Who is that? No, it didn't even cross my mind to look it up. So I, I don't know. It blends so well. I guess it does. I think it, it's it was it wasn't enough. Like oh, this is a guest singer. It's not like having Roy Khan suddenly start singing like whoa. Yeah, right, that, stop imagine everything. having Roy Khan suddenly show up in a yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but it, it felt it, it was a nice, smooth uh, transition there um, into some a different vocal style. So, it's not. I mean, I guess I didn't really think on it. Fair enough. And what is what is the cat? I don't know if the cat gets picked up on your recording, but I think uh, the, I, the cat likes Face of the Storm. Oh, the cat definitely <laughs> does. <laughs> oh my any, god! Any, uh, any. I think we've talked about most songs in the album. Any other? Uh, thoughts you wish to discuss about Mr. Falashi here? I'm glad he's had a return to form because it's something, it's something that that style of power metal is something I've kind of been really hoping to hear more of. Um, a lot of people have like, a lot of bands I think have been moving to the more like Serenity has changed to more arena E, and there's so many more bands that have like tradition to new power metal, maybe with like an NU power metal. <laughs> God, that we need, we need, yeah, <laughs> we need a, we need throwback power metal, new wave of traditional power metal. Yeah, this is the the style of power metal that I there's like ambition behind the songwriting, mm-hmm. which I feel like you don't get as much of these days. It's less by the numbers. Like you still have like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, whatever, but it's the elements within and between those things that make something like this stand out as a more ambitious project. The, the sum of its parts are far more compelling exactly. to listen to. And I think being such a surprise album, like, I don't think I listened or even knew of this before it came out. And, or, or, like, it got leaked or pirated, and everyone's like, holy shit, this is actually good. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And you, that guy's still around. Like, oh, fuck, he is still around. <laughs> that's that's exactly how I felt, too. So I'm very oh. glad he's still around. And I guess, I thought he was having trouble with his vocals, but I think he sounds fine on this album. Yeah, that, that, no, that's, that's what I heard, too. And I, I caught a bit of that thing, and I just assumed it, like, he was done, so... Yeah, no, definitely not done. So let's. Yeah, I'm totally here more for of this. the resurgence of yeah. Angra. Like we get two Angras now. It's like you know your your parents divorce and then you get two Christmases, right? <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's what what we, that's what we got here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, Daddy Edu. Uh, moving on to speaking of dads. <laughs> Oh yeah. Let's talk about dad power metal. Let's talk about Halloween, the dad of power metal. Halloween. Halloween. Uh yeah, so I still love the fact that they're for their sixteenth album they decided that should be our self titled album, guys. Yeah, I, I think their reasoning behind that was just like this is just like a complete 
summation of the whole band, you know, being this this reunion, the whole Pumpkins United thing that they've been doing the last few years into this new yeah. uh, like ambitious project that they've got. Yeah, and it's it's really good though. Like uh I, I found I found myself listening to this way more. I don't even like I mean, a lot of Halloween is just not for me. So I, I was not, this is one of those, I was very aware of its release and I was like, well, those are some good singles, but is the album good? And the, I mean, the answer is yes. They had a lot of singles. <laughs> I feel like I had heard half the album before yeah, it came I, out. Yeah. I mean, what, what, I mean, there's like 12 tracks, technically 11 and then like two bonus tracks, but yeah, I'd, I'd heard, I, I'd heard, I actually skipped on some of them thinking like, uh, oh, whatever, it's just Halloween, but man, I, I, uh, I don't know. This like I knew I liked Skyfall. It's one of those in the context of the album. Like when I actually revisit it, I'm like, oh, I, I like I, I like this, but I definitely like this. But uh, no, this uh, it kicks. It really kicks her ass immediately. The um, like out between what out for the glory, uh, best times. What's track Fear of the two? Fallen, um, which Fear is the one of yeah, the best. Yeah. So that, yeah, seriously. They're like, hey, guess what? We're going to kick this album off and just bang our city. That's what we're going to start with. Like, no, we're not holding back. And it's Should've made that the name uh, of the album. really amazing. Even banger city. Oh, yeah. I'll, um, you know, I'll, I'll start emailing them like here are some album name ideas in case you want to avoid using self-titled for your 17th album. If you ever do that. <laughs> Halloween 2 will be the name. <laughs> Halloween 2. Oh, my God. <laughs> They're, they're, they've done awful. a part two before, like back in the day. It might be. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Keep, keepers. keepers. Yeah. So how, how would we uh, describe this album? So this was this is the Pumpkins Unite album. They've been talking about this for years since their first reunion track back in 2017. God, Ugh. that was a long time ago, man. So time. what is time? We, this? There's like a whole like 30 year journey to get to this album with, you know, Kai leaving, making Gamma Ray, Halloween kind of having some issues, Kiski leaving, bringing in Andy Terrace. And then Kiski wants to leave metal. Eventually fucking Tobias Samet comes along, says, hey, join my silly little opera project. Then they do that, pulls him back into power metal. They perform live. Kai's kicking around. They start having fun. Unisonic happens. And then they uh, whatever drama was between the members of Halloween and Kai and Mike, they uh, just bury the hatchet and they say, let's just crank out the best fucking album we can. And it's I'd say, you know, Halloween have are like considered for like popularizing, if not maybe not inventing the uh, uh, European power metal style, so to speak. And uh, they still got it with this one, I'd say. Uh, oh, I, I agree. And I, this one definitely has that. um the the traditional like European power metal style. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it feels like the old school power metal, but I feel like they definitely took that and advanced it to I guess some modern elements mm-hmm. without moving towards like what I was describing as other modern power metal bands. Like you're you're not gonna hear Powerwolf or Sabaton write songs like oh, God, these. No. However, you, yeah, but you're going to hear these songs and go like, I could see this being an extension of what we heard uh, from the 80s and 90s from these bands uh, coming out of like, you know, Germany. It feels like a modernization of that late 80s style, yeah. which I think in this day and age is probably the most appropriate decision for them to make. Yeah, and, and, and it was um, it, it was interesting because I was I guess I was. I, I wasn't sure what to expect. I thought Pumpkins United. I mean, this, this, this is fine. And I liked some of the stuff, but it was like, it's really nice to hear finally more guitar driven 
<laughs> power metal for a while and still actually having uh, interesting vocal performances. I, I've never thought, I always, I've always thought Kai is a really good songwriter. I've not, never been a huge fan of his vocal performances, but there's just something about, he writes very interesting songs and um, that the whole band coming together, making this is uh, like, I think one of the best parts isn't necessarily the performances, which they are good, but uh, the, the, the songs are like, uh, they, they, they don't, it doesn't get in the point of being samey, despite the fact that they're like, hey, remember this old style, let's modernize it. And then, but even though they stick to that style, every song feels pretty unique, even though there's, I'm not a huge fan of all of them, like Angels, I wasn't really super into, but the I'd whole. I call that probably the weakest one, yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. So it's not just they, me, uh, They have, what, like five songwriters, like three guitarists, two and a half, we'll say, vocalists. Mm-hmm. So... I think just by its very nature, you're going to have that variety uh, within the songs and the, the styles and all of that. Like I, I was looking at like the, the Wikipedia list of like the songs and who wrote them, seeing if there's like, is there like a through line of which person's songs I like the most? And there really isn't like everyone has good stuff on here. I don't like they're all good at what they do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. It's um, I, I don't really have any. um, Well. I, I mean, I don't really have any favorites. It's one of those where every 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 track, well, not every, it's all the tracks on the album seem to be pretty good. And every contributor seems to be able to deliver a good song somewhere on the album instead of just like saying, hey, that X guy. Although, like, like I said, I, I, there's a lot of traditionally Kai. So I, a lot of times I just like, hey, can we have Kai songs, but have someone else perform them? I think I'm actually fine with this performance now for once, just having this this whole band pull together. I'm like, nope, I don't want that anymore. Just give me more of this, which is something I guess I never I mean, I, I like modern Kisk, even though I don't like Unisonic very much. I think he's gotten so much better. And also for this, and which is great because this is such a huge payoff. He, he I think he's my, he's my favorite singer on this album. Um, I, if I am picking favorites as a vocalist. Uh, Mike, you did a great job here. Yeah, like I feel like we've been a little bit deprived of Kiski power metal, which is just generally a very feel good thing the last few years because mm -hmm. he normally was such a big part of Avantasia. He was only on one song in the last album of, with them. Mm -hmm. It was a good song, I thought. But uh, you get so much Kiski power metal in this. And I think Kiski having that classic voice there's it hits some maybe not nostalgia or just a feeling of like oh yeah this this is right this is how things are supposed to be that combined with him playing off of andy darris uh also just uh, yeah that that contrast between him and then you got the, the little spice the little spice that is kai's vocals whenever he tosses him in there because he can't super sing these days yeah not not so much I, i've heard i've heard a bit about i didn't i didn't see their little live tour they did but um oh, I, I their little live tour <laughs> little okay it was amazing uh, big live tour yes hey i didn't i missed it i, I was there's stuff but yeah the um no uh i i've heard that he was struggling a bit with that so it's it, the stuff he did add didn't take away anything because there's some there's sometimes in his historically where there were like you know Kai appeared on like Tales of the Twilight World for a couple songs, and I'm like, I just don't like his appearances there. I don't know why he's in them. Sorry, his, Kai. Like, raspy style. Yeah, and I'm like, it's just compared to like Hanzi. I'm like, just just have Hanzi do it. But <laughs> like in this time, where they're like, oh, you're gonna have Han uh, Kai sing for some of these parts of some of these songs, and I'm like, no, I'm actually I'm fine with all these. None of the times I was like, no, ne never once. A uh, hundred percent of the times I was okay with it. And I, I think that the the parts written for Andy and Mike are 
just they're, it's it's a good fit. I I mean I don't know what else to say. It's a they they really put together a strong album there. Yeah, I think one of my favorites of the ways the vocalists play off of each other is in fear of the fallen fear of the fallen where the three was it listen to your heart yeah the where they're all like <laughs> echoing around you in your headphones yeah. of like listen oh. listen to your heart i can't sing but you oh. know what i'm you know what i mean yeah no i, I know exactly because that that was ex- what when when i was saying like it's so well written for each person that's that's definitely it what is your cat doing i I had a cat swap. I was about to bitch at Spartacus, but this is Velvet. She's sharpening her claws. All right, Velvet. When did you get in here? <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> okay. We don't usually have cat interruptions on the show. This is great. Yeah. I don't know if Dark will edit this stuff out, but I, I kind of hope he We'll doesn't. find out. It's, that's the surprise, ain't it? I guess Fear of the Fallen says it was written by Andy Darris. Darius also contributed to Best Time, Mass Pollution, and Cyanide. Oh, maybe Cyanide is a is a banger. That one, it's a quick yeah, song. Yeah, maybe I like maybe I like Darius's uh, songwriting because I'm like, wait, no, that is really all good. But I mean, I like Skyfall and Out for the Glory too. So, uh, yeah, but no, the, the I love all four of those. Michael Whitecath, Skyfall is Kai Hansen. Kai only uh-huh. wrote on Mass Pollution and Skyfall, and if you count Orbit, uh, yeah, I mean, but yeah, uh, no. Uh, that's Darius's songs. Those four are really good. It's just amazing. I guess all this talent, you know, these guys have been around for 30 plus years or however long at this point. So I hope they know what they're doing. And it's, it's good that they still have this this creative energy with them. Like whatever issues they might have had before, they've worked it out. You'd think that bands that have been around a while would be good, but then you have Gravedigger. <laughs> so. Hey, Gravedigger have like one good song. <laughs> Yeah, there's. I think I think I like two of their songs. I think that in there might be maybe it might be three. I don't know. In their like forty year history. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh shit. Hey, we're, we're yeah. po- good vibes here. Good vibes. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, sorry, uh, Gravedigger. You, I'm. I I saw you when you were opening for Blind Guardian. And I liked your your one song. <laughs> oh, I, I had to I had to I had to elaborate more. Oh. I was just saying I saw them. <laughs> I'm saying nope, I like the one nope. song. Oh, or no, no they, I, they have I, two I like good songs. Like, they have that Excalibur song. It's good. Excalibur, Excalibur Live was actually very good. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, that's not released in 2021. Shocking. No, not I'm remotely. Sure. I know, right? Uh, this is a, a weird take, but uh, best time. Are you? You said you're not a big Unisonic person. But Best Time reminds me a lot of the song Exceptional from the second Unisonic album. Uh, maybe. I mean, I've heard I've heard that. Uh, I know, I'm not a big fan of Exceptional, but I think it's more so the pacing of it. But maybe I should revisit it because I really love Best Time a lot. So maybe I should check out Exceptional again and see if I can have that comparison. Because it's one of those I'm not super familiar with that song. Yeah, maybe it's just like the pace of it and then having the Kiski vocals. Maybe I'm crazy. Yeah. How do you feel about Mass Pollution, the uh, the dad rock song? I like it because I guess I like dad rock now. It's a, oh, no, damn. it's good. It's um, it's got some like, I don't know, arm pumping chorus. I don't know. It's it's great. Yeah, I, maybe having just like one of that style of song as opposed to like five albums worth of it makes it more yeah 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 no palatable. I I I definitely the fact that it it's one of those things where sometimes if bands would uh you know focus on like some having some more of that like aggression and then have some more of these anthemic things that would clearly go well. Like, um, I think glory hammer does that well, where they don't necessarily have a whole album full of like, um, 
here's this like chanty chorus. Oh, we're going to do strong on the beat stuff like between like uh, Legend of the Astral Hammer and Glory Hammer because it's always the hammer songs. It's always the hammer songs on it. Yeah. Uh, where, where I'm like, oh, yeah, this this will be good live and people can get into this. But they've got a lot of the faster songs. And I think this is one of those where they took one of those and I'm like, this is something you can get into. But it's they don't make a whole album slash career out of it. So right. uh, it, it, it's more welcome in those cases. I'd like to get a little bit into Skyfall just being like the big grand oh, yeah. finale of this album about an alien, I guess. <laughs> With a very expensive music video for some reason. Yeah, the, uh, dude. That when I saw that music video, I was like, "What is what is going on here?" With Andy Darius' um, sci-fi uh, CGI Iron Man oh armor. Oh God! Yeah, the whole thing. I I think honestly, the first time I watched it. I was too distracted to listen to the song because the video was so distracting. Like, what is going on? Yeah. And then, like, I, I also didn't realize that they swapped back to the, like, multiple singer thing until the video. And I'm like, oh, whoa, they I didn't realize Kiski, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, so Derek, I'm like, when I'm, when I'm, I, I literally started going through, like, oh, well, maybe I should be more caught up on Halloween because I, I like it's like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. I'm not a huge fan. I like pumpkins, but this video and by the time I was like, oh, did you like the song? I'm like, I don't know. I was so confused by this crazy ass video. <laughs> but then when I, I listened to it without even having the video up and then I'm, I realized I liked it. But there's so much like weird shit going on. I'm like, I don't know what's going on with this alien. I don't know why these guys have this shit in space. Why does this guy have a power suit? What's going? I guess I was just confused <laughs> through the whole. I didn't understand the why of it. That's but fair. It's clearly, like you said, expensive. Yeah, I'm, I guess that's a good thing that the label decided to throw a bunch of money at this for him. Yeah, for sure. It does do my like music video pet peeve of shortening a song, which, yeah, it's 12 minutes. It'd be hard to make a fucking mute video for that. But it just makes it so awkward. So I made a point of not listening to the video version very much because I wanted like the pure, like actual song version of it. Yeah. Um, I, it's weird because when I heard it on the album, I thought like I don't remember it being this long. So I, I <laughs> oh man, I, I guess it's one of those where I'm like, I, I'm, I, I, I like the album version. I didn't realize that the music video was shorter. It's like seven minutes versus 12, I think. Oh, shit. I was going to say it already felt long on the video, but I didn't even realize how much longer it is. They probably don't repeat as many things. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the certainly, like yeah. The, they have like the chorus. They have like the like acoustic bridge part with Kai singing. Yeah. I, I actually think that's good that I didn't notice it was a 12 minute song because sometimes you can tell like, oh, this was a very long song. Yeah. Is it still going on? It's 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 hilarious when you have a five minute song and you're like, wait, we're only two minutes in. And you think like, geez, I thought that was the whole thing. And something's clearly dragging. This one's 12 minutes. And I didn't realize I thought I thought it was closer to the eight minute range because I'm like, I th- I, maybe it was one of those. I saw the music video, but it, it clearly doesn't drag on when they introduce new elements, like you said, like the the vocal bridge and everything else doesn't feel like something overstays its welcome. And uh, that's another thing when people who are learning to or trying to write long songs, I think that they um, kind of, I think a lot of people miss the mark there. Yeah, we, we kind of did an episode about long songs and like what sort of makes them work. This one, I think this one does a lot of the the elements that are make it work, uh-huh. which is having these, these progression throughout the sections that are individually all interesting and not just like feeling like filler you've got this i think really really strong chorus oh very that you can like tactfully place throughout it to kind of ground the whole thing and just kind of bring you back into oh yeah this song's a 
amazing. Yeah, I I think it has at least I man, I should actually go back and watch that episode because I guess that's probably a Darko episode. I, I feel bad for not not. <laughs> there's a lot of episodes of Powerful. I there's a lot of Gloomhaven content uh, I haven't consumed. There's a, there's a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. I I have so much Gloomhaven. I, I there's yeah, way too much time on that and not enough on Powerful, <laughs> but um. I, I'd love I'd love to I'll probably go back and see what the el, quote elements of a long song that make it successful because I have some things in my head but I think the way you described it how every section needs to be um, interesting in and of itself and I think that's one of those that I agree there and I think this it's that Skyfall has that have you have you watched Neon Genesis Evangelion yeah duh. okay so I someone pointed this out to me that. The like chorus of Skyfall sounds a lot like the song at the end of end of, end of Evangelion, and I can't unhear it now. And now every- at the end of there's a song at the end of Evangelion. Com Susser Todd I, during like all the weird shit because I mean there's a lot of weird oh, shit. Yeah, there's a lot of weird shit. Um, for the no, it's not coming to mind. Right. I'll have to yeah, re- rewatch re- it that. and like listen to Skyfall for the weebs in the I, audience. Um, I'm sorry. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually need to rewatch it anyway because of the and the Evangelion three stuff. But the whatever what whatever that is the rebuild movies or, getting re- rebuild shit. Put on yeah, Amazon or I don't something. know. Something's happening, and I'm like, well, I should rewatch this shit. Yes, uh, but then then I'll listen to Skyfall after, and then I'll I'll blame you directly if something if I can't unhear. I it. didn't come up with this. Someone else in the Discord server mentioned it to me. Well, I'll blame you regardless for bringing it up. That's fair. Yeah. Uh-huh. I love the thing. I think it's toward the end of Skyfall where they, they have the vocals trading off again, which, you know, okay, I don't get tired of it throughout the whole album. But they also have like this almost like rhythmic acoustic guitar on top of like the regular electric guitar nonsense. And it just, it gives this extra element of just like, mm, to the this big closer that I, I really enjoy that they do on it. I think I'd have to listen to it again to remember what, the, what that is. Um, man, I've listened to the album so much and I'm trying to remember... <sighs> Man, now I feel like a poser. Now I'll have to listen to Skyfall again to pick up the the, uh, the, the acoustic-y thing on top of the electric first. There's so many like little elements that just... Have, these are just the random things that have stuck into my mind, which if there are so many of these things, I think it means they wrote a pretty damn good album here. Yeah, enough that there's, there's so much else to focus on that uh, people can pick out the parts that really... I mean, well, obviously we all like... We both homed in on listen to your heart part of Fear of the Fallen, but also our own individual um, things um, yeah. that uh, about the album. So, yeah, no, I'm I'm I, I, yeah, I it's absolutely well done. I think it's one of those the, the chorus like best times is actually pretty. Um, I mean, I, it's not super long and I, I, I just like the vocal part of it. And even though they repeat it a bit, but it's one of those where I just. I, I, the, 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 when they start to actually doing the layering towards the end where they've got another part on it, that's the, that's one of my favorite parts. And I'm like, I hadn't heard any in like the power metal discord people talking about how once you get to the final chorus and you have the, the over, uh, counter melody above the chorus that just continues. And I'm like, oh, this, it's, it's so fun. So it'd be interesting if we could get like everyone's favorite part of this album, put it together and see how much overlap there is. And it's probably the list, listen to your heart will probably pop up though. Yeah. I think that's probably like, like the highlight moment from a songwriting perspective. Mm-hmm. But like you said, there's so much in this album that everyone's going to have a different favorite part. Uh, certainly. So props to Halloween for 
somehow pulling off an album like this. Yeah. Kicked ass. Who would you like to see, you know, the Pumpkins United? And apparently they're, they're, they still have like creative juices flowing. They're going to keep going from here because I was watching an interview with Kiski and he sounded like they're going to keep going, which I'm here for it. What other band would you like to see uh, unite like the Pumpkins did? Oh, um, I, I like this idea of creating a Frankenstein of people who have le- left their bands and making an ultra band. That's that's what I like. Not, not just a super group, an ultra band. The, an ultra band, yeah. Because like, like uh, there's there's people who've like left bands who are kind of semi either um, semi retired currently ungrouped or in a non-genre band that they're that was already established so it's like one of those or they're not super active so it's one of those where i'm like man if we could get like Zhuka out of power metal retirement uh marco out of what i don't even know what he's doing now beyond mass singer uh which he won mass <laughs> singer swomi but oh uh, yeah Forgot yeah about that yeah, a lot of people did actually. Um, Charlotte, because she's great, but Delane is, I've never been a fan of him since April Rain. And of course, Yanni, who I guess is just kind of uh, doing Insomnium now, but I. Yeah. He did a couple I mean, Dark sure Element albums. Yeah, that's. Yeah, he's got Dark Element and. I mean, I'm sure he can fit and more. He's he just seems like a busy bee. So, like, just cram those four people together, make a super group for me, okay? <laughs> a very how, I'll, very I'll, specific super group oh this is a very 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 specific if you had to pick one Europe. band though i i think uh it there's no way in hell this ever happens but a Nightwish united would be i think extremely interesting um oh yeah that first off you're right there's no way in hell it happened but oh oh geez i mean Getting we basically off. had a rhapsody united sort of so with like that, the that was farewell the, tour yeah, I mean, but, but, well, I mean, it, it's, it's weird because it's the same lineup that I that was only that lineup that they had was only for the 2006 tour of Rhapsody. Jesus. And then no other Rhapsody was like that. And then they pulled it back together for the that. And that's actually going to be what they're going to be performing in Prague Power next year. That same lineup. The only difference, of course, is there's no Alex. So it's not really a true United because Stropoli is not going to be there. Yeah, but it's close enough. It's got... It's got what the Dominique, Patrice, uh, uh, the other Alex, Fabio, and Luca. Yeah, I was trying to get the hard names first because I everyone knows Fabio and Luca. Obviously, they're amazing. But yeah, I I, in a Nightwish United man. Where could you imagine songs where all three of them and it bounced between those three singers? Yeah, think about how how nice it was with the Halloween singers doing that. No, four four singers because you'd have to include Marco too. You got to include Marco. Okay, I, I'm I'm on board with this idea. I love it. <laughs> and I like the one like reservation I have on it is like too much of songwriting has been shit the last like five years. But yeah. maybe he'll get some bursts of inspiration with all the drama put behind them in this you know very metaphorical fictitious, universe yeah. we have. Very fictitious. Yeah. <laughs> very fictitious universe. Thomas being able to get over this drama. Yeah, uh-huh, I agree. Okay, so no, the one imagine they do Nightwish United, and then they all blow up again afterward, and it's even bigger <laughs> drama. <laughs> I, I'd be on board for that too. I, oh, honestly, Night, Nightwish drama does so much for me. I, I, I'm a little petty <laughs> in that regard. You know, it's like reality TV. It, 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 it's my reality TV. Yeah, you love reality TV, don't you? Um, I like Survivor. Sort of. Does that count? Uh, close enough. All right. 
So I think the Halloween and Edu Falashi albums are probably my top two so far for this year. Which one I put on top kind of varies with my mood, I would say. Maybe giving an edge to Veracruz. I, I definitely have Veracruz as my number one for power metal. I've 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 got I have a bunch of albums I really love this year, but if you focus on just power metal, Veracruz is my definitive number one. And I actually yeah, Halloween's my number two. Um I, I I'm pretty certain on that, though that ranking though. I don't have I don't have mood changes. That's that's those are my definitive number one and two right now. Fair enough. Now speaking of you know other good stuff that's come out this year, um I've got a big old list on our handy dandy Google Doc. Um, yeah. If we wanted to grab through any of these, I, I think I'll start quickly with like the first like two or three months of the year. It seemed like it was all Italy coming out with yeah. stuff like I, I wrote down four albums here. They're all fucking Italian. All came on the start of the year with a mm-hmm. labyrinth making a comeback with Welcome to the Absurd Circus is also, I'd say, maybe top five for this year. That, that's that one. Th- it's in my top 10. Uh, it's one of those where I really liked it when it came out and revisiting it. I'm like, that's pretty good. But it's one of those when I when I listen to it again, I give it one lesson. And then that's like, I'm good. thanks for that refresher. So I'm going to say that. Well, the fact it's like it's one of those albums where I keep wanting to revisit means it's good. The fact it's not a routine visit despite being fresh. Uh, we're going to say that it's top 10 for the year. Probably we'll see if because there's a lot more releases to come out. But I'm feeling pretty strong about it being yeah. a, a well-placed release. And it's enjoyable. I really do like it, especially the title track. Yeah, I don't know if it'll stick in in the top 10, depending on how strong everything else shakes out this year. Uh, I think it's a decent return to form for Labyrinth. Oh, um, certainly. Probably better than architecture. Not as good as the Return to Heaven Denied stuff, but oh, yeah. it has that, that like, I think, classic Italian power metal style of, like, the good balance between, like, keyboard and guitar melodies with uh, a fair amount of speed with it. Yeah, no, it's it's... It's definitely got that style. You can tell it's Italian power metal and it uh, doesn't sound like some of the janky stuff that they've kind of deviated towards uh, after their more golden era, I guess, to use that term again. Yeah. Similarly, uh, Secret Fear also had a bit of a comeback with Lifeblood this year. Uh, that was pretty good. They're a little bit more, a little more proggy. I think the 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 big track at the end, why am I blanking on the name? Um, What's the long song on it? Uh, ignore my typing. Uh, the lie we love. Ah, the lie we love. Yeah, the between. I mean that that one. Um, I mean that the is, is lifeblood the um first track because I, I uh after the intro, yeah. After the intro, yeah. That one, that one stuck out. I remember really liking the single, and of course, you know they they really like dinosaur p. But um, you remember that? The what? Dinosaur p. What's the dinosaur pee? What? Oh my god! You don't remember? Not- How are you not part of that discussion? Which what? discussion? Hold on! Holy shit! All right, lyrics. Uh, hold on. I'm- Ignore my typing here. I am confused. All right, hold on, hold on. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not making this up. All right, hold oh, please. Hold please. You are drinking. Is this dinosaur like the lyrics of Secret Sphere? Yes. Or what? Yeah. I, I'm not. They talk about dinosaur pee. <laughs> I haven't paid attention yes. to literally any of the lyrics on this album. I feel like you're pulling my leg. No, I'm not. Oh my god. Ah. Is this like a Discord thing? No. Uh Dominic brought it up. Oh and my Dominic. god, what what he's like Oh my god. Alright, I, I I will find it. I, I'm on a quest right now. I know I'm, I will derail this whole thing. 
The whole episode is off the rails because of dinosaur pee. All right, hold on. Oh, it would help if I spelled it right. Uh, Apologies to Fernando. There we go. Jackson Warrior. Jackson Warrior. Yeah, this is it. Uh, yeah, it is, it is on the lie we love, too. Technically, we're still drinking dinosaurs pee. Wait, hold on. Uh, you don't, you don't even believe love. me. <laughs> I had to go to the Discord for the lyrics because I couldn't find it when Googling it. But yeah, it's... tech. Because <laughs> they're we're oh, holy you need shit. To listen. <laughs> nothing will be the same again, but nothing's ever really left the place. Technically, we're still drinking the dinosaur pee, <laughs> eating shits of religions. Holy fuck, dude! Oh my right. god, these are real lyrics in a power metal song. I I didn't realize that. <laughs> Oh my we, god! We, we, we like spent a whole morning making fun of how like originally it's like we didn't have the lyrics available, and it was like, uh, "Hey guys, has anyone else heard this song?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah, the lie we love." I'm like, "It's it's it's a good song." It's like, did you hear? Technically, we're still drinking dinosaurs pee. Shut the fuck up, Dom. Go back to Hanwar. No, seriously, here's a timestamp. I'm like. I listened to it five times thinking like, what could it be? Alternatively What's the timestamp on it just for everyone's I, reference? Oh, uh, no, I didn't. I, I, I already closed it out. All right, fine. I, I, I didn't have it, but like, I, all I was thinking was like, I listened to it like five times and I'm like, I'm at a loss. I don't know what else it could be. And, and, right. uh, yeah, it turns out. <laughs> all right. So, it. uh, secrets for your uh, lyrics of the year for sure. Oh yeah, ab- Absolutely. Oh jeez! All right. Uh, moving on from dinosaur pee, uh, <laughs> a couple other uh, the Italian folks. I'll, I'll shout out real quick. Uh, Frozen Crown had their new album with their new lineup with uh, Winterbane. Uh, I like this one. I think a bit more than their previous album. Uh, it it starts off kind of samey with their usual style, but uh, they get a bit more intuitive or not intuitive, uh, innovative with like their guitars and stuff in the, the later half of the album, which I appreciate. I'm not sure if you're a big frozen crown guy. I, 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 yeah, I think by the numbers, if you look at what I like and what they make, I should love frozen crown. Right. Yeah. But I, I, I don't hate it. I don't dislike it. I'm like, Oh, that was interesting. I'm like, I always just bounce to something else. And then I never revisit them, which clearly means I don't like them, but I, it's, I, there's just something about them that I've just never found the will to return to. I listened, I did listen to this album. I know I did. I don't remember anything about it. They, they don't do anything wrong. I would say, um, they just haven't, I think evolves beyond their first album in a way that I would want them to. Maybe that's it. Like, I really like their first album. I think it had the most variety and showed a lot of promise, which is kind of why I had it so high up in my rankings for that year. But <laughs> they haven't followed up as strongly as I would like. Yeah, maybe maybe, maybe that's it. Because I, I do remember the first album, but I, maybe it's one of those where it's getting a little samey and I just want something new from them. Yeah, we'll see what they do. They had like a guest singer for, for one of their songs, uh, which... I definitely add like a new dimension to it. I'm like, Ooh, this is kind of nice, but, uh, I'll see where they go. They've got this new lineup. Although I think the two core members are the same. So we'll see. I think they're all pretty damn young. 
So they probably got a lot of stuff in front of them and they crank out albums damn fast. Maybe they pump yeah. the brakes a bit. We'll see. We'll find out next time. Yeah. I also, uh, closing out the Italian arc of this episode, uh, Winter Age uh, released The Inheritance of Beauty. I think it's their second album. Uh, Winter Age do a lot of uh, violin-y stuff. Is, is kind of their gimmick is all the violin that they mix in, which uh, I like to, if you're in a violin type of mood, it's nice to throw them on for a bit. Well, I love violins, so I should listen to Winter Age. I, I'm I'm very bad in the... I, I, I've not caught up on a lot of other things. I've been listening to a lot of Melodeath, so I need to catch up on Italy this year. We'll, I've listened we'll to get the, to the Melodeath stuff yeah. in a bit here. I know we've been listening to yeah, a bit so, of that. So, yeah, Winter Age. I'll add that to my to-do list. Have you, did you ever hear their first album? I don't remember. Okay. The, the I feel like the vocals on the second one get a little questionable at times. So you might you might have a time with that. Ah. Uh, you know me so well. <laughs> Unfortunately, am I right? Egg. Hey. Uh, getting into the the stuff where I really know you well, let's talk about uh, Japan. We're gonna go across the seas. Let's talk about love bites. All right. I, I honestly, uh, glory, glory to the world. This is sometimes when I listen to an album, and I'll be like, like here are ten tracks that it, that someone's delivered. They're like, here's their new release, and I'll be like, dude. This album's pretty good. There's one track I always skip. These six tracks are pretty good, but these three tracks are amazing. I love this album. And I'll just, I'll fixate on an album just because I like three of the tracks. And I'm like, I put all three of these on repeat. And then sometimes I listen to the album. Love Bites were like, hey, we're going to give you that album, but without the, tra- I, just, I love every track. When I first listened to it, I'm like, oh, the single Glory to the World's amazing. I did like the Winds of Transylvania, but I'm like, what's the other stuff? And I'm like, oh, is it on the same tier? But I think No Time to Hesitate actually beats out both of them. I think that's the best one on that ep i love it there's like a real like aggression to the guitars yeah we're just like also they use the uh they they use a phantom of the opera progression from the uh the musical or like during the bridge of it they actually do that the whole ep has this like musical dramatic quality to it i think having more piano kind of contributes to that a bit oh yeah Uh, because me uh miyako i think is the she does guitar and piano, mm-hmm. so maybe they're they're looking to use some of that more, especially with like Winds of Transylvania because it's doing this anime vampire <sighs> intro thing. Oh yeah, I, I forgot that's some anime thing. Yeah, yeah, I, they I did a, an it's an op for an uh, anime, so they're they've yeah. done that step of being they, a they Japanese did band. They did it. They they finally did it. Yeah, and, and they did the uh, the metal. They, they're in the power metal church too, so they, yes. they checked off yes. both of them. The the glory to the world yeah. music videos in the, the Japanese church. metal <laughs> church, literally. Oh man, I'm so glad that they did that. Like when the video came out, we're like, "Is that the Angel of Salvation Church? I think it is." <laughs> Let's look at the fucking stained yeah. glass windows. Yeah. Oh man, the, the, the level of analysis. Whenever we see a Japanese band playing in a church, it's like, is it the one? It's always the oh one. Oh my goodness, that's <laughs> it's, it's always the one. Let's be real here. There's there's no other power metal churches in Japan. It's just that one. Uh, I can't wait until I go to Japan and go to that church and just be like the one person who's like, this is the place that's in all the damn music videos. <laughs> no one's gonna oh, give a shit. No, I, I, yeah, I know. I know. I want to do that too. I mean, I don't want to go to. I mean, I'll eventually probably want to go to Japan. 
I'm just too it's busy like, focusing on other stuff. Like, but I that if I went there, I'd have to go see that. It's 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 mandatory. Yeah, like oh, simply like oh, you got to go see the giant Gundam. You got to go to the fucking pachinko parlors. You got to go to of course. Mount Fuji or whatever. Like no. Go to the fucking power metal church <laughs> and get their like three hundred dollar yeah. dinner or whatever that they charge. <laughs> oh. oh man, I, I love it. But to, to ignoring uh, churches, uh, the the whole album or EP, if you want to do it, Love Bites do a good job with their EPs. Like uh, Battle Against Damnation yeah. was just like banger after banger. This one, same deal, I would say. Oh yeah, the, the weird part is when I was like listening to them, I only listened to like these three albums, and then some, someone links some live performance, and I'm like, "What the? What's this? The Crusade? I haven't heard this song." And it's like it's on the EP, and I looked, I'm like, "Wait, why are they releasing an EP that's not like later just another album? Like, why is this a thing?" But I'm like, "Holy shit, this is great!" So them doing that again and saying, "Hey, here's another EP. It's a little smaller, but it's still amazing," and that's that's what I want. Just if you don't have the ability to give me eight to ten amazing tracks, just give me four or five, and I will love it. Yeah, like it's amazing how fast Love Bites put out music. Jesus. They started in what? It feels like it's constantly or something. They have like twenty seventeen. They have like three albums and two EPs. Yeah, it's absurd. Plus, they have like a live DVD or uh, yeah. two of them. The, yeah, they have at least one live one. Oh no! And they, then they actually released the demo beforehand, so they've really packed that. Yeah, we'll see what happens with them. Hopefully, they don't just like explode next year or something. Yeah, I'd like to see them live. I I don't think I can. You no, know, they they went to the UK with Dragon Force, so maybe there's maybe there's hope. So there's there's a chance. Like I saw, uh, I think it was. Midori is the is that the blonde one? Uh, yeah. Or is that Miyak? No, yeah, Midori. It's, it's Midori. She like came to some, uh, she came to some like American festival or something. I think. So I think she speaks the most English. So that's probably why. We'll have to. Well, I follow her on social media because she's great. We'll have to. She she has some stuff in English. So yeah, that that'll. If she, all right, Midori, I'll, I'll like tweet at her. Get get love bites to America somehow. Yeah, may, maybe Prog Power will will pull it off. I mean, they got Gunnarius. Oh jeez, yeah, that's true, dude. Oh my god, you, they, they did. That was that was amazing. Yeah, even Gunnarius. Speaking of Japanese bands pumping out albums, here Gunnarius had a Union Give Strength very recently. Yeah, I don't know if it counts as an EP or not, but because it's like it's like a few songs, and then some like re-recorded songs, but it's basically a full album length. So yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I, no, it still counts. Uh, that that one's actually pretty, pretty. The, the annoying part is, I need to revisit it more. I've been, I just started revisiting it. It's it was released like three days before Halloween, so I was like, yeah, I think it kind of got overshadowed there. Yeah, and that that's my problem with it because I listened to it and I'm like, this is actually pretty solid. It was it reminded me of just this is Galnarius. It's got some a, a lot of the stuff I really liked about it. Were like you know. This, this, this during the songwriting, they had strong bridges and guitar solos. And then I'm like, oh, I need to do a thing where I like, I really need to track by track analyze this. And then Halloween came out and I'm like, whoa, Out for the Glory is good. I need to listen to at least this song. And then it turns out, oh, hold on, this whole album's great. And I've been so like more into that. And then like late, lately I've been on an Etherealm kick that I haven't gotten back to Galnarius to really check that out. But I, I do remember when I was told like Spotify, hey, what are my most obsessed songs? And uh, they're like, all right, here in the past to, x days here's the songs you spammed and then it finally got to union give strength and i'm like oh shit i love this song why haven't i listened to this whole album again so um 
I actually forget which song it was because I'm I'm somehow terrible song names on the Galnarius one. Uh, but they're all they're see. all in caps. Like, so you can't just you know they're, they're, they're all in caps. Yeah, how would I? Yeah, see the light of freedom. That's what it is. Thank you. I love their uh, <laughs> just overly dramatic song titles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So see the light of freedom is really good. Uh, I actually listen to that more than almost every Ether Realm song. So that should tell you that it's Damn. like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, except there's like three, there's three Ether Realm songs that are ahead of it. But the whole point is, I've been obsessed with them, but despite that, I spammed the crap out of this. I knew there was one in there, and I'm like, I don't know the song name, I because I, I I don't know any of the lyrics, but I'm like, this one was really good. And I'm like, oh, this is uh, CU showing off again, which is... <laughs> that's the I mean, point honestly, of the band. Yeah, I, I know, I know. That's 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 really like, new Galnerius album, hold on, I want to see him showing off again, let's do it. That's, that's... Yeah, it's, like, it's, 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 it's one of those. The music video came out for uh, uh whatever it takes raise our hands oh yeah and it's yeah. this you know nearly nine minute long song couple of minutes of which is like guitar solos and breakdowns and it's just like yep yeah. there, there no, it goes again too i i that one was good too i actually i remember i was trying to remember i'm like there's something about like show your hands i'm like was it the the title thing or was it some other i was trying to remember but that one i i, I remember liking that as well so we need to give i need to give the whole album a listen because i looked at a couple yeah. of the tracks and when, i'm like oh when you go back through it i'd say pay attention to the keyboards they i think they do some cool stuff with that in this album with like uh there's one that almost sounds like a fucking like 80s keyboard with the way they use it <laughs> all right I'll, I'll i'll keep that in mind i think hold on is the one with like the weird keyboards Bleeding Sanity, I think, is a like the more epic track on there too. So mm-hmm. all good stuff to pay attention to. On top of just the usual uh, soaring vocals and crazy guitar solos, which you know, oh, yes. the staples of Galnerius. Just this, it's why we tune in. Yeah, I th- Galnerius is one of those bands that's you know what you're gonna get pretty much regardless of album. But mm-hmm. I generally don't get tired of it. Uh, I think they still have enough variety between like the crazy shredding to. Just kind of be like, hell yeah. They've been doing it for so long. It's been like 15, 20 years or something. Yeah, they've been they've been wild. Also, they're another one of those bands that just like machine just keep putting out releases. Is it like is it a Japanese thing? Because like between them and Love Bites, I mean, they're the ones who I I think in the Japanese scene, I pay the most attention to. Yeah, um, is it like I don't a, know. Those are the is, really th- is it a label thing that's just like you have to keep cranking shit out to make the money and run, 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 run. I'm not. I'm not ultimately very sure, but I know those. Those are the two I follow, and they they definitely both just constantly. I, I just remember like Galnerius new release. And I'm like, didn't they just do that? Like in 2019. Yeah, I think in terms of something. like, if we looked at the history of the show and the bands we talked about in terms of like number of albums in like the few years we've been doing Powerful, Galnerius might show up the most. <laughs> I, I think I this is the third it. album no, of theirs that we've had on here. Like full album. Yeah, I remember, I, remember, I remember when you first had me on as a guest and I was like talking about um, Ultimate Sacrifice. Ultimate Sacrifice, yeah. yeah. And they had, was it uh, the Purgatory, Into the Purgatory a couple years ago too? Into the Purgatory, yeah. That was the one where they showed off the one song live. Glory. Glory, yeah, that's a good song. Mm, yeah. So keep keep cranking it out over there in Japan. Come back to the US uh, sometime, please. <laughs> All right. Uh, a couple other albums I want to highlight. I think these are on the smaller side of things. Uh, I think a Spanish band, Phoenix Rising, had Acta Esta Fabula. I probably butchered that pronunciation. But uh, if you want some really banging fast power metal in Spanish, highly recommend Phoenix Rising. Did you check them out? 
Oh, absolutely. I, they're they're on they're on my list. They're on the high high up. Ooh, on a list. Uh, I, I'm terrible. I'm terrible with um their track names. I think there's like something about Muerte. There's the title track, like something like Dublin's, and there's like and I think there's like track. I, I just think it's just track nine. So I, I don't know what I love. Well, I think if I looked at titles the list, are in Spanish, yeah. So yeah, I like I don't know which songs I like, but I love it. It's I I obsessed over several songs on it. I know that first off the title track. I think it's track four, track seven, and nine. Um, that that. <laughs> I'm, I'll just have to pull it up. But yeah, no, Phoenix Rising is El Ultimo Aliento. Right. Seven being oh, El crap. Temor de un Hombre Sabio. Yes, that's good. My Spanish isn't perfect. That's, I forget what Temor means. The something of a something man. <laughs> All right. Sorry, so, Spanish folks. Let's double check. Oh, no, it's track five that I was also thinking of. Um, El Blon de la Muerte. El, El, uh, yeah, that one's really good. Yeah, seven's good. Uh, who knows? Eight, not nine. Uh, era. See, I I don't remember that. The seven, eight, five, four, and one. Uh, two. Yeah, portal to telegram. I guess it wasn't. But no, I like track three too. So it's like there's like so I like basically almost every. You said almost every number on this here album. Yeah. So like six, nine, and ten are the ones I'm not giant fans of, and I guess I skip one every time. So, uh, let, let it be known that I like so many things on this album. Uh, I actually like the, uh, it's actually funny, at the end of track uh, five, they have like a, it's it's like a piratey sailing theme. I guess I like the, I guess I maybe like people doing pirate power metal except Ailstorm, but they're not power metal, they're meme metal. But um, <laughs> it has that little sailing vibe to it. And then right at the end, they have like a cannon firing sound, but it is the most p- pitiful sounding cannon in the history of cannons. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what it's supposed to be. Speaking of pirate things, I didn't put this on the, uh-huh. the list actually. But uh, Jonathan Young, the YouTube cover guy, put oh, out. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. He did his uh, debut album, which had like yeah, Galact- Galactic Kraken. I think is how Galact- you say it. Galactic Kraken. It, yeah, it's like sort listen- of power metal and like sort of like techno-y metal. I'm not sure what to call it. I actually remember. See, this is the thing. There's sometimes where I like listen to albums and I'm like, oh, that's cool. And like, well, like I, I have to like struggle to remember some things about the album. But like Jonathan Young, I, I only gave it so little attention because I got distracted by other releases. But I actually I remember a lot about it. I th- I remembered like Man the Cannons was actually decent, like arena metal. It wasn't like yeah, super great. I, I like the arena metal songs that he's got on there, which I would say uh, I think it's Man the Cannons and Storm the Castle. Are, yeah, Storm the Castle. Yeah. Which are. To me, it's just like kind of like that style done really, really well. Yeah, he does. He does it really well. It's well produced. It's well performed. Um, and, and they're like the some of the times he's like, hey, we're just going to give you a nice three minutes and change. Uh, arena metal is sometimes four. And we're, we're just going to give you a nice arena song. It's going to be fun, energetic. And then we're going to just duck out. We're not going to try to pat it and. Uh, try to o- overdress something that doesn't need to be. And some of the silly techno stuff like um, like the jetpack race. And the, I also liked Army of Tigers. So I'm like, the fact that can, I'm like, man, it can come up four songs off the bat. I'm like, the, I think he clearly did something right there. All right. One of the other small releases uh, I enjoyed this year was Project Rowan Wolf released Edge of Saturn. This is kind of like a powery, thrashy style of album, very riffy. Uh, I got turned on to this because of uh, Alicia Cordisco, formerly of Judicator. Uh, this is her new band. And I really like uh, that guitar playing. 
Oh, I, I feel truly awful now because I, I love this single and um, which I'm forgetting the name. Uh, Elder Blood. I think it was a Witcher thing. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. It, I, I remember it was, it was a Witcher thing, but go, going like I was like, OK, I need to listen to this album. And I keep on getting distracted by other stuff that I've still put it off and I still haven't listened to the full thing. I feel so bad because Alicia has been so amazing this year. Uh, yeah. making. I'm going to make sure I'm not but, fucking up that song. Oh, something more. OK, that's a, that's an even better uh, Witcher song title. My bad. But yeah, um, no, I, I need to listen to that because I, I like I like what I heard initially, and I'm like, oh, this is good. I I I put I listened to it several times. It wasn't just like a oh, that was an interesting single. Let's move on. Like there was like that Orton Ogan single I listened to like earlier this year, like Inferno or something about fire rains. That one of those. I don't know. Maybe maybe there's no those are two different tracks. Yeah, I, I got to both confused of those with once. that too with Orton Ogan. Yeah, I listen I listened to both of those tracks exactly once and then moved on. So. And I remembered listening to that whole album, but then I listened to her release uh, um, for Roan Wolf, and then I never listened to the full album. So now I feel like I've really screwed up my priorities. I need to revisit that. I definitely need to. Yeah, I I revisited uh, Ornogan's Final Days, uh, not <laughs> the album, not their actual Final Days. I think <laughs> uh, just last night yeah. actually, and I I feel like I always have mixed thoughts about Ornogan. Like they can have some really strong song, uh, song really strong songwriting. They do the big harmonized choruses really well, but then sometimes they're just boring as shit. I think, and yeah, every no, album you, feels you're, that way. You're absolutely right. I'm not necessarily going to agree on the every album feels that way. I think every album they get a little samey, and I guess I'm a little uh, annoyed that the fact that they really don't feel like stepping out of their comfort zone. Uh, but I can't help but feel Final Days like they're like. They, I guess they, some people are like, oh, they're trying to step out of their comfort zone. They're doing all they put the dial-up like, sound techno-y in. rope. That, yeah, they put the dial-up sound. No, it's the same shit with the, just a couple different variations. Um, like uh, in the heart of the AI, some of the stuff was very, you know, familiar that I'd already heard before. It's still pretty catchy. You know, overall. you're getting shit mixed I up love- which because it's heart of the Android and in the dawn of the AI. So, oh, yeah, you yeah. know, and things blend together. Yeah, exactly. I, I probably would have caught myself soon. But yeah, dawn of the AI, heart of the Android. I actually really did like though. Really? I, I, but, I was uh, a fan but, of that one. Oh, well, I like it. So, uh, you know, screw off, dude. Oh, but uh, fuck. now there's. There's 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 a few there's a few tracks in it I like but I guess I I, I kind of almost became Ordnogan like exhausted because it's just like I, I've I've heard too much of this like there's too much familiarity or other stuff and then I just I just whenever I listen to him I just listen go back to like you know Gunman East Eastern Hope Eastern Hope a lot and like you know Ravenhead shit like that and I don't really revisit Final Days I think that says a lot about their newest album when I listen to it and I go I just rather listen to your other shit. Yeah, it's like I think there's a lot of the stuff that's done well here. I think they did better elsewhere. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. Uh, one of my favorite songs on this one was Interstellar. Uh, it's got Gus oh. G as a guest uh, guitarist, I believe. Uh, he's Gus G has some good guitar stuff, so I think that kind of makes that song stand out more to me. No, that 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 one that one I I remember thinking that, that was better, but it's sandwiched between garbage. Okay, I think. The, yeah, I need it, to revisit yeah, it. it is sandwiched between garbage. The the uh-huh. garbage that comes after it. I, th- this is the thing that pisses me off. So they bring in a uh, Il- Ilva, Ilva. I'm not sure how to say her name. Uh, Erickson from Brothers of Metal, and oh. she's a really cool vocalist. So it's like, oh, cool. They they're bringing in the girl from Brothers of Metal. That'll be fun. No, it's a shitty fucking ballad where she hardly uh-huh. gets to like do anything. And it's like, really, what what was the fucking point? Yeah, and they did. They didn't let her do her thing too, because 
I, I mean, she's a fine singer, but when she's just doing punchy arena metal, uh, man, just give me more of that. It's great. Her voice fits so well, but like I, I didn't, I didn't, she was hardly in the ballad. And then I felt like, what was the point? And you shouldn't be able to recognize, oh, this is a guest vocalist. Why did you even do that? That's not the questions you want people to be asking. You want to be, people think like, oh, this is such a, a cool crossover. The styles coming together yeah. uh, makes this interesting blend of flavors, if you will. So <laughs> not like, this is just kind of like a, a hodgepodge of why. Yeah. It's not a good hodgepodge. Indeed. So, but you know, it worked with Gus G. Maybe just doing guitar soloy stuff or something. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, Ilva Erickson gets to do more interesting crossovers in the future. Yeah, Brothers of the Metal still going to power metal next year, right? Uh, I believe no. so. They they're replacing someone, I think. Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, but that's that sounds that sounds fun. I'll, it'll be nice to see her live. Yeah, because I mean, they basically do like arena party Viking metal. So. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll make for a fun live show with their, like, 19 members that they have. <laughs> yeah. One of the other... I don't know if I called him a big name, but it seems like people really get into him releases. Uh, Dragony. They did a concept album called Viribus Unitis. Did I say that right? Um, I don't know. I have I don't, no idea. I don't, think, I don't know if you checked this one out at all. I didn't. Um, it's this... <laughs> concept album about like an alternate history austria or some shit like that um i liked a few songs on it i think um my favorite part of uh dragony is their vocalist and the the choruses that he does sometimes on the probably the faster songs i just don't really get what they're going for they never they haven't really got any kind of unique identity i think yeah, the weird part is I listened to like a few of their songs at random moments. Uh, like I remember like visiting Shadowplay and then I don't I, that that album with the wolf stuff and then I can't remember they did some I can't remember what if you if it bleeds we can kill it. They've 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 every time I like visit some part of them they feel like they've changed their identity. And it seems like they're like, "Well, that didn't work. Let's try something else." Rather than like doubling down on one style it feels like i've had a measure of inconsistency and it just i don't know what to expect from them and i and not in a good way because sometimes they'll be like oh they're gonna change it up what are we gonna get from like devon townsend next that's a good way of like uh-oh what are you doing now and this is like a i don't care it's i'm I, I became so disinterested. It's never, it's never really been truly awful crap. I'm not like completely bashing them. Uh, High I, praise. I, yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry. No, like, like I liked stuff from Shadowplay, um, and I thought this was interesting. But so then the next album, I felt like I didn't get any of that, and I'm like, okay, well, I don't know what I like. I, it, I just never settled down with them to the point where I, I've kind of just lost a bit of interest. So, but I think it's one of those where maybe if they did double down, get an identity and say, hey, this is who Dragony is. Um, I, I wonder if they could give them a sense of direction on like where to go with the with the, the band. At least yeah. that's that's for, for me. That's I think that would help me out uh, get into them more. Yeah, their their songwriting, especially the guitars, have just never resonated with me. I feel like they, no. they every song is just waiting for the chorus, which isn't what you which it's a lot of power metal sure but it's not what you want it to be to stay interesting yeah no i'm with you you need to at least have something <laughs> yeah 
Uh, I wanted to expand a little bit beyond power metal. I think we've been going for about like an hour-ish here. So let's talk about this one. I think we both talked about ephemeral quite a bit. Yep, absolutely. This is some banging fucking mellow deaths, like symphonic mellow death, I guess you'd call yeah. it. Yeah, symphonic melodeth. It's it's really good. Um, I remember when I was like told to listen to it. I'm like, uh, pick a song. I'm like, just start listening to the album. You'll listen to the whole thing. So I started with Grand oh, Creation, yeah. and uh, yeah, that's amazing. For, I mean, between that, was it Servant? I think it was track three. I mean, well, let's let's just the whole album is amazing. But really, Grand Creation really stands out. I think they've got a problem where some of the the tracks kind of start very similar, and then they kind of make their own form and they get more interesting but uh grand creation feels like its own uh entity it feels it's very distinct when it starts you know it's that and i like i love how they like backed off at some parts to front away from the harshes into the cleans like long held clean notes with the uh, little keyboards and uh, they, they allow you, to, despite backing off, it doesn't feel like oh, I've lost all the energy. It feels so full and like a climax, despite the, the loss of the speed. That song, I think, really stands out as like one of the best Melodeth songs I've heard in a while. Yeah, they it's almost like atmospheric the way they like if we had yeah. to throw another word onto their very long subgenre name at this point, uh-huh. they do. It's very captivating. I was listening to this last night, like. I put on headphones and like had like the lights low and just listen to this album and it just uh, it envelops you so to speak with the the way mm-hmm. the the aggression of the metal of the deathy metal side the orchestrations that just kind of punch you like exactly when they need to it's it really is something special. Yeah, and they don't use all the instruments all the time, so no. it's not just like constant strength. So when the, the, every time they do use something it feels very deliberate and I think because of that, it's very good. But it's also one of those where I have some trouble distinguishing some of the later tracks because it gets a little, um, like you like you said, atmospheric. But I don't think it takes away from the album listening experience. I think perhaps as a set of singles, I might not be have as been enthused about this. But it's one of those where I'm like, oh, the album's over. I've been listening this whole time. Let's play it again. And uh, sometimes that's just what you need. And I, that happened to me so many times. I've listened to Ephemeral. Uh, that that's another album this this album itself is another one that i've racked up um easily over 10 hours of listening i want to say over 20 but I'll, I'll check it later but i've dedicated quite a bit of active listening time just to how much i love this song and i, I it, it's one of those where i'm like i sometimes have to spend like an hour driving just for stuff and i'm like you know what an hour of ephemeral sounds really good right now for sure um that that was that was me during uh, a little earlier this year so and to my knowledge this is their, this this is their debut album yeah. Yeah. This is, this That's is such nuts. a great debut. Cause, cause th- there's, there's so many debuts where I'm like, this is a good setup. I mean, like, I, like I was just talking about Ether Realm and like, I, this debut is such a good, good thing. And then boom, they stepped up the tarot, but ephemeral, they're like, you know, let's, let's skip we're, we're the gonna step. Skip the tarot. Let's, let's, yeah, we're going to skip and give you a punchy thing. Uh, and I, without overhyping it, I still think tarot is much better, but let's back up down this for a debut. This is, this is great. This is like, I mean, it's competitive with all the other um, like albums I've been listening to as a debut. So they definitely deserve a lot of attention. Like just because, I mean, what else can they do? I hopefully this isn't just a one and done thing, but I'd like to see what more we have in store from Ephemeral. Yeah, I, I believe they're from Finland, which, you know, that tracks with this style of music, I yeah. would say. Uh, you mentioned Ethereum, sure. who's not from Finland. Ha ha ha. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, my, we are not from Finland. My standout track from Ephemeral, uh, I don't think I've ever said the name of the album, Between the Glimpses of Hope. You know, that's a that's a Melodeth name if I ever saw one. Oh, very much. But uh, my favorite track on this is uh, track four, Lost. This one has such oh, a yeah, yeah. such a catchy melody that it, it does really soft with like piano or whatever in the intro. And it builds up to this just like explosion with the guitar coming in it. Uh it just it gets me every time. Like this is the one I would just put on repeat. Yeah, and I like I, I also like the use of how um they they build up and then they just say the song name, but just that like it's so isolated, lost. With the, they, with they, the harsh. It, they take it. Lost. Yeah, they take it and yeah, let it go. And then you have the the other parts just kick in to fill it. And I'm like, oh, that's creative. It it, just, it felt very well designed. That one, yeah, lost sticks out too. Yeah, it makes me wonder who the fuck are these people? How did they do this? Yeah, seriously. Because <laughs> I don't think they have much of a history and other stuff unless I'm fucking crazy. No. Two metal no, archives. Yeah, I remembered looking up. Well, hold on. I'm getting these are Ghost of Atlantis confused. I looked up one of them. They're 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 similar. I remember actually they they, they were introduced to me about the same time. I liked them. Ghost of Atlantis is what three six two four. But I, I ended up leaning more towards Ephemeral because I'm like this is this is this is good. They're they're a bit different styles though. But this one's. I think this is the one where they just were completely unrelated to other acts and like. What the heck? Where'd they come from? Why are they here? But uh, uh, give me more, please. Yeah, exactly. These aliens who are just like, why are they here? Making <laughs> such good mellow death. Uh, I'll, I'll accept those alien overlords. Yeah, I think it was Jamal who introduced us to this. So shout outs to our friend yeah. Jamal. All right. Yeah, he's amazing. If you want uh, another not very power metal recommendation, I'll just briefly mention Elderwind. They do Atmo Black. They had an album called Fires this year. That's very nice. Thumbs up. All right. In the, we'll, we'll make this a transition-y period between things that have come out and things that will come out. Uh, I think a, the best one to hit for that is our friends at Seven Spires, which is also the shirt I'm wearing today. Mm-hmm. Now, you're, you're, a, you're a big old Seven Spires fan, as am I. And they've been releasing some singles to promote their upcoming album called Gods of Debauchery. I like that name quite a bit. Uh, that's coming out on September 10th. Uh, how do you feel about these uh, these three singles they have so far? Um, it, it was very, uh, very weird. First off, two of them didn't actually grab me on the first listen. Like, uh, so Cursed Muse and Gods of Debauchery, I actually remembered like listening and I'm like, oh, that was decent. But it's one of those where I'm like, let me revisit the single later and both of them it like where i'm like they grew on me so much to where i hadn't realized how much attention i'd given to them especially cursed muse which i i i actually really like a lot gods of debauchery is good too but this god is dead uh that one's amazing first listen is all i needed to know this song is amazing it might actually be my favorite song this year um i'm not sure like mirror delusions up there but this god is dead it's so good it's so so good yeah if you multiply like length of song times times listened it might be up there (laughs) for me too because like obviously there's a bit of cheating on this one because they brought in the man you know your dude the man guy roy khan I when when pe- <laughs> this song came out and I saw people in the Discord talking about Roy Khan and I was uh, playing D and D at the time so I wasn't listening at the time and I thought they were just like joking or memeing about Roy Khan and then I put the song on and it's like wait no Roy Khan is actually <laughs> in this what the fuck Roy Khan yeah. on a symphonic metal track that's totally inspired by Camelot is just like what the oh hell? yeah it 
So, so when they uh, when that came out at midnight, I was like, I have work tomorrow, so I'm gonna go to sleep. But seven, new seven spiders, I'll have that for me in the morning. And then, like, I think someone, I don't know, Metal Pigeon or someone in Discord's like, oh, it's got Roy Khan, by the way. I'm like, well, I have to listen to it now, now, God. And I ended up listening to it for like almost an hour and delaying sleep because I'm like, <laughs> well, I need to listen to this on repeat now. So yeah, why why, why were your uh reports so so shitty this day like oh sorry boss i was ah, up till 1 a.m listening to roy khan like, oh, carry that's, on that's based you say no that's yeah, angra that's, like, <laughs> yeah that's no <laughs> oh yeah carry on but yeah the um no roy, roy um his i wanted more of him in this i realize you can't just you can, i can't just say you know you know how we can fix this song what more roy khan he's not even on it's, the song. it's like Adam it's like song, when this. you have hansi guests on a song it's like you know what would have made yeah. the song better more of the hansi it's like <laughs> sure exactly. it's like let's just pour more chocolate sauce on this <laughs> exactly like it'll fi- it'll fix it yeah it fixes but no every it's problem. um this this the, the song, um, it, it features him just enough that I really like it. I actually, despite the fact that it's 10 minutes, I actually thought this could, go, could have gone way longer. It doesn't feel like 10 minutes. So that's the one time where I, I listened to this for a half an hour, and then I started typing in Discord without realizing I just burned a half an hour. Like, I, I'm like, what the, f- how is it? A- <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I listened to it three times. I can see the time. I know a half an hour went by, but it didn't feel like it. So that's another one of those. Hey, did you write a long song? Yes. Did you make it feel like it dragged on? No, it feels like too brief. Give me, bump it up to 14 or 15. I think they could have done yeah, it. Yeah, I think they could have gotten away with it. Maybe if it, if the song had an actual chorus, uh, that, that, yeah. that could have bumped it up. Oh, it's, it's Anyway, that that song's really amazing. I'm super looking forward to Gods of Debauchery by Seven Spires. Yeah, I mean, it's going to have... It's going to be a long-ass album. It's, it's something like 16 tracks or some shit like that. Oh, shit. The three singles are, like, pretty damn long already. These... Uh-huh. Seven Spires, I guess, they're not, like, exactly a power metal band. They're... I think symphonic metal is the best descriptor for them. Oh, yeah. Because kind of... They, they, they float between genres, you know, like a leaf on the wind. But... Uh, all the singles so far have been mostly on the heavier side with really showing Adrian's harsh vocals, especially Gods of Debauchery and a fair amount of uh, Cursed Muse as well. So I'll be interested to see if they do more of the melodic Disney princess shit as well. I assume they will on this long of an album at some point. Oh, I'd love them. I'd love to hear them do more Disney princess shit. So <laughs> we'll see. Like there was there's like two really amazing songs off Emerald Seas that uh, were totally Disney princess that weren't singles. So I don't I, the fact that they have two in a row on the album with that uh, sound, I think doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to put them as the singles to begin with, especially when they did Drowner of Worlds, which totally doesn't sound like the rest of the album oh, as yeah. a single from Emerald Sea. So it, I don't, I don't think the singles are representative of what we're going to see from them. But well, I'm really, really excited to hear what they're going to deliver. Yeah, I wonder if they feel like the the heavier tracks like market better. Maybe to being like an American band, they think that'll go better than the po- more power metal stuff. It's possible. Yeah, I'm not really sure. It was interesting watching their uh, their live streams where they talk about some of their songs and the inspirations behind it. Like the the intro to This God is Dead is like pulls from like a sound like a Skyrim song and uh, the cursed muse like takes some hits from the Imperial March. And it's just, when you when you know that you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, it kind of does make sense. So I. The, uh, it's interesting uh, when you pointed too. that out I can I can hear it now right because it's this like evil sounding like uh, dong, dong, yeah like marching beat <laughs> dun, dun. To it. yeah 
I almost I almost felt like um it was like the the Dark World theme from Link to the Past. I'm I'm sure you may have heard of Zelda Link to the Past. I'm I'm, I'm not sure. Can you explain <laughs> what this Zelda thing is? To, to yeah, me? I, I I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure if you're aware. Zelda is a series of games. Oh really? But yeah, that cursed cursed me has reminded me of that, and I I actually heard some part of um the verse of this God is dead. Um, a little bit of Nightwish's story time, but I actually think that they did it better. And this God is dead. Uh, that version, um, it, it's not as punchy, but I think it flows better into the rest of the song. But that's just stuff I picked up. I like in uh, Gods of Debauchery. I think it's more of the bridges. They get much more creative with the way they use like the keyboards. Even the bass gets like a like a mini solo in there. Oh yeah, yeah, uh huh, yeah. The bass guitar getting attention. What's this? This is not power metal, that's for sure. Yeah, right. I their uh, their style of songwriting. They seem really big on uh, the concept and the light motifs and how it ties into like characters and stuff. So I think that I haven't put the effort into like studying their music in depth, but I think that's one where it could really pay off, especially with um, their, as their career progresses and they get more into these ambitious projects. No, I, I, I agree. I think it's one of those where, um, especially on Emerald seas where you can hear like um, things, things calling back to other songs. And there's like a, a set, a bit, a bunch of cohesiveness between the tracks. I, I think that's, that's one of those things where we're going to see that probably, a lot in this album if history were to dictate anything so i'm excited to see that and i I like that they have that kind of a that kind of a thing too yeah like this is gonna like all of seven spires i think are pretty young and this is already their third album they're getting really damn ambitious Mm -hmm. with it so i'm very interested to see how their little career develops here very yeah i am too they're supposed to do a like a tour maybe two of them last year with like amaranth or some shit so hopefully uh post vid they're able to work something out yeah there was this uh two tours that were happening from two different bands because uh they were supposed to happen earlier but they were like supposed to collide at cleveland and i was like so excited for that but i was like this isn't gonna happen because the first tour already got canceled and then when they i didn't even buy tickets i, I knew it wasn't gonna happen because the first <laughs> remember the, when was it? tours got rescheduled for <laughs> september of 2020 and we're like oh yeah. man uh-huh. it's totally gonna be doable then yeah, that's that's what it was, September 2020. But it was a, like a March 2020 date that was delayed. I'm like, oh, by September we'll be fine. And then like a month later, <laughs> no. But yeah, it was. Um, it had Seven Spires and Insomnium, so I was super into that. But then that like they had the Amaranth, Seven Spires, Insomnium, some other cra- dude. It was like seven bands. It was like supposed to be some big all like metal thing in cleveland where the two tours were able to like meet up and i'm like oh my god this is good not not happen is and yeah not buying tickets i think i'm like yeah because it's just gonna get refunded this is gonna be a waste of time i didn't realize how long this whole thing was gonna take because i thought like okay september probably not but maybe by winter maybe maybe as late as january (laughs) jokes on me damn there's so much (laughs) i can't canceled Damn. shows are coming it's back awful. though we we've got vaccinations yeah. i have uh, I, I have i have tickets to two shows so. yeah right the, ne- the next one i've got coming up is uh mad with power that'll be my my return to form so that's in august that's a month and a half away that that doesn't feel real like yeah, i'm gonna I be do. at a concert i'm gonna like feel yeah the double bass i'm gonna feel the urge to sing and scream with people it's like yeah, seriously, I'm, it's it's like eight or nine weeks away, but I've got the uh, Detroit show with um, at the Realm. So that's yeah, 
I, I think eight or nine weeks is it? S- September 9th? Yeah, yeah for think, yeah, so the the American folks, uh there's a tour of like a lot of American bands with uh, Unleash the Archers, oh, yeah, yeah. Etherrealm, and Seven Kingdoms. Which Seven Kingdoms. All yeah. great bands uh around September ish time frame. And then October you've got uh Judas Priest and Sabaton, which is gonna be expensive. Yikes. Yeah, I I think I saw the tickets were going to be seventy five dollars. I'm getting it. I, I'm getting it anyway. I guess I, I don't have that ticket yet. They're not on sale for the Fox Theater, but uh, I'm very much looking forward to both of those shows. That I've never seen Judas Priest before, and every time I see Sabaton, I get super into it and I love it. So um, yeah, that, I can't imagine that's not a bad choice. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be a good show. Probably if you're in, if you're into like those big like actual in a real venue shows whereas it's 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 in an arena too there's the fox theater it's a big thing yeah i think like so that's the cool. la one is at the microsoft theater so it's it's, it's a, oh geez yeah yeah so it's a big thing i, I i'm like super excited because like this every time i've seen sabaton they've been kind of in a um like not not the low tier but like all the middle tier stuff because no i never get to see any bands at any big theaters except for like muse i've seen muse in a big ash thing i'm like holy shit this is amazing the presentation is awesome so to actually go to a a metal show at a big thing this is this is going to be a first for me outside of like you know festivals so that's the only exception i've had but yeah this is i'm i'm so used to metal shows being like a few hundred people max or you know Oh, oh yeah. Uh, the, the, um, the, the Unleash the Archer Seven Kingdoms, uh, at the realm thing, uh, is that it's, it's at a small venue. And all I'm thinking is, oh, cool. Small venue in downtown Detroit, leaving at like 1230 at night. <laughs> uh, that's gotta be, yeah, I'll be fine. No, I've got, I've got, I've got, I think I'm bringing two friends. I'm not going to get stabbed. That's good to hear. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I'm, I'm super excited. I don't care. I'm, I, I was, it's a show. It's a sh- it is a show. It's a show. A show is happening. Uh, yeah, that, that's the, the real win here. Like, Mad With Power this year, it doesn't really have, like, any huge bands, I would say. It's it's still a pretty small festival. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I'm going to be listening to metal bands live. <laughs> and that's what In matters. Madison, Wisconsin, of all bumfuck places. Yeah, of all fucking and then, places. Uh, oh, yeah. Allegedly, one of the first big festivals is going to be Bloodstock, which is supposed to, quote, unquote, happen in August. I don't know if that's still going to happen in the, in the UK as they say, but uh, hoping for the best for them. Next year, though, is when it sounds like festivals are really going to explode. Because at least in the, in the U.S., we've got Hell's Heroes and Prague Power. Oh, yeah. Uh, which are going to hit a variety of styles. Hellfest in France is just like every metal band ever conceived, apparently. I, I think I remembered seeing that. I, 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 I It looked like a big list and not an actual, like, like here's going to be performing. I'm like, no way. What the fuck? Like, it just looked like a giant list of, like, someone's 48 favorite metal bands or some shit exactly it's like you went to like the wikipedia article for metal bands and it's just like yep (laughs) yeah Yeah, just like this is it yeah it looks crazy man but i'm clearly not going to that yeah i think it might be surprising it's sold out and france is not the easiest place for me to get to no not quite no and uh on the canadian side of things i don't know if uh hyperspace is going to actually happen or not hoping it does because that sounds like a fine time but i guess we'll find out later Oh boy, shows! It's amazing. I can't believe it. I know. Oh my goodness. My, my last show was, was Dragon Force right before the pandemic. You know, not not a bad way to end it, but what the fuck? Amorphous and a Mecca for me. So also pretty good. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. So speaking of uh, things that we're looking forward to, we, we've discussed a lot of the good stuff that have come out this year so far. We're, we're seeing that light at the end of the tunnel that, like I mentioned earlier, uh, I think top of my list, probably top of your list too, for things that are allegedly coming out this year, it's going to be the boys. The Kings of Power Metal Blind Guardian. Yep. 
I can't wait. I, I love what I heard from Violet Shadows. Had a an insane reaction when they're like, hey, we're going to play something new. Like, what? No. <laughs> don't. Don't fucking say it. Don't taunt me. They did it. And like... Oh my goodness. I can't, I can't wait. I just want more Blind Guardian. It's been too long. I don't count the stupid tales of the was, I don't even know Twilight Orchestra. Legacy of the Darklands. I don't even know Shadow, Shadow, Legacy of the Darklands, whatever. I think Twilight Orchestra is like some Rhapsody shit. Yeah. It's there and it's like the side project name was like Blind Guardians Twilight Orchestra. Oh, gotcha. All right. Well, anyway, Blind Guardians, whatever. I don't count it. I still count Red Mirrors, the most recent release, and I need more. Yeah, and I, I need it now. I assume you've read like the articles about like their studio reports. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. So they're they seem to be doing less of the orchestral stuff. Seems like that's a little bit out of their system. So we're gonna get some speed metal stuff. I assume there's some proggy stuff in there. Yeah, no, nothing that they described sounded remotely like it does. It doesn't even sound like the direction they were even heading. Because like you, you heard that with the night at the opera, and then like as soon as they went to um, at the edge of time and um, after twist, but uh, at the edge of time and red mirror, you're like, all right. Mm-hmm. So Blind Guardian's more of a symphonic power metal band now, and the, everything they described on the new album and what we've heard from Violent Shadows sounds more like. Like, hey, uh, we've been writing a certain direction, but we kind of want to revisit what we like this other style. And uh, there's still some some stuff that they described. It's just it's really hard to like read words and try to figure out what the album's going to be like. But I almost imagine like a like them backpedaling a bit and saying, you like Blind Guardian here, but it's going to be a little bit more like this. And what we heard from Violent Shadows sounds more like a like a. A mixture between what we may have heard on something like Tales from the Twilight World with At the Edge of Time, which is the only way I can describe it. Like that, that, this sound with this songwriting. Yeah, which I am super hyped for. Hansi was talking about like the lyrical themes on uh, some of those articles. Like, oh, yeah. There's gonna, like, Violent Shadows has some like Stormlight with it, in it. Uh, there's like a Witcher song. I think they said it's a King Killer song. I thought they mentioned an Elder Scrolls song on there. So they're kind of getting back into that. Uh, older style of like just drawing from a variety of fantasy things Mm -hmm. they're not doing a weird concept which i don't think they've always been the best at like red mirror doesn't really make a whole lot of sense the legacy of the twilight thing doesn't really make a lot of sense so just being cute with it and just getting some cool fantasy stuff i think will will feel right yeah for sure and and maybe they'll maybe i'll get some of their coffee then oh yeah they did coffee i forgot about that yeah, I thought it was a joke at first because it reminded me of that um the the death clock where they're like <laughs> promoting coffee for so that but it's got Hodzi dorkily holding this this bag of espresso beans. I Hodzi being a dork. <laughs> I know, dude. Hodzi being a dork is one of my favorite things in the whole world. So I'm not knocking it. So so I like as a joke to my friends, I'm like I'm just gonna create a, like a dumb Kickstarter or GoFundMe, <laughs> uh, help me pay for the international shipping for that. And now they're telling me I have to do it. So I'm. Probably as a joke, gonna make like a dumb video about like fucking Blind Guardian coffee or some shit because it sounds. I mean, the shipping from Germany will probably be more than anything else. No, the shipping, the international shipping to get it to Ohio is like $30. Jesus Christ. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, just start a $50 GoFundMe. That'll cover the whole thing. I'm like, shut up. And like, no, seriously, do it. And then Stephanie's like, you should do it. Like, why why do I have the, all of my friends are the worst influences I've discovered? Because they try to get me to do some real dumb shit. That means they're the best friends. Uh, I guess that's a good point. Yeah. Like with the, Blank Guardian seems to also be doing more attention on their older style. Because they did a a tour all about Imagination from the Other Side. They did the Imagination Song Contest. Contest, which is like yeah. Putting a lot of attention on their like mid nineties style of uh, songwriting, like hey, hey, if they 
go back to mid '90s sounding. I, that was one of my favorite eras of. Yeah, do it, do it, Blind Guardian. Yeah. I don't want to set myself up for too much disappointment. Like I think I'm enough of a fanboy that I'll be fine regardless. Uh huh. But I guess we'll see. Uh, yeah. Um. No. That's there's. I. I'm. I. I don't know. I'm trying not to because I got a little too excited for Legacy of the Darklands until I heard the single and I'm like, oh no. I, I knew it. I like some stuff on Legacy of the Dark. I, 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 did, I didn't hate it, but I'm like, I just don't ever want to revisit it because it's just, I don't know. I think I set it up way too much that yeah. I really let myself get let down. I still loved Red Mirror. So even if they do something like Red Mirror, I'm going to be fine. I don't care. I'm just going to love it. Hansi, just please. <sighs> I just need Hansi. Yeah, he makes he makes you feel things. Yes. He really does. Oh, absolutely. Going on to the, I think, the opposite side of, like, world renown and experience and everything. I think the other album I'm looking forward to the most is uh, Fellowship, their actual debut album. Yeah. And when they released the single Glory Days, all I'm thinking is, yes. I almost wondered if, like, you know, you, you, there's sometimes where I worry when I hear a band early on, is this going to be like a one-hit wonder bullshit kind of thing? And first off, the fact that they released three songs was good because... The other two songs are good songs, but Glint is a whole nother level. But then we're like, all right, here you go, Glory Days. And I'm like, yes, this is another song on that level. Oh, the fact that they can do it again. I, I have faith. I want this. I, 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 I no longer, I was excited for it regardless, but I'm now way less worried that Glint was just some one-off thing. Can they do it again? Yes. I think they have the potential to make thoroughly an amazing release and they're they're way it's going to come out of nowhere to some people but this this is it this is, i have i have a really good feeling about this yeah i'll be interested to see how like the world at large like in the power metal scene and however big or small it is reacts to something like this because i think like, they, they draw a lot of influence from you know your, your fantasy metal things like uh, twilight force or whatnot so i think there is potential for like the modern power metal audience to latch on to this Oh yeah. And maybe they get like maybe like Herman Lee will like bring them on stream or something to you know bump up their numbers. So hey, let's go for it. I mean, I literally saw the official account for Dragon Force and Twilight Force commenting in their video section. So yeah, if they can, I, I wonder if they can like piggyback off of those other bands. Like if like seriously, if like Lind and what's it, Lind and yeah, Herman. I was gonna say like I know the Twilight Force guy. You literally just said a Herman Lee and like Lind from Twilight Force. I don't know the guy's real name, but uh, those those two, if they they help give them some free promotion, I think they can maybe elevate this band to some level of popularity that they aren't receiving right now. Yeah, and like I think Dragon Force tends to kind of help with uplifting bands like that. I mean, they they brought fucking Love Bites from Japan on their UK tour. They did a uh, Unleash the Archers with oh, yeah. the Lost American tour. So they seem to have a good eye for like young lots of potential bands fellowship might still be too small at this point but maybe i'll give it a year or two who knows yeah i'd love to see that i'd love to see it yeah it's taken them much longer than they originally estimated to make said album but you know shit happens they uh, apparently they just finished the recordings so you know hopefully turn around by the end of the year hopefully knock knock on whatever luck whatever you need it needs to happen i need this yeah speaking of a uh, smaller folks in the uk uh, ascension Allegedly, we'll finally have their new album out this year. They've been doing recordings and videos and shit. The, the boy, Fraser Edwards and, and Fake Jack Black. Yeah, f Fake Jack Black, who I actually, I, I do like him as a vocalist, though. Um, so I, I, I'm definitely going to have to give that a listen when, I, when they release that. 
It's, it's actually interesting because he's he's one of those people that when he started singing, I'm like, oh, that's his voice. It, it doesn't look at all like oh, what okay. you'd expect. Yeah, I was uh, not expect. No, no, it's it's so weird. So yeah, but no, it's good though. Uh, it's the not, I'm just saying the juxtaposition of the voice and the the sound and the the face is not what I was expecting. But he's a good vocalist. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, he hits crazy high notes. Like yeah, you see like a guy with. Uh, above what I was trying to say, above what above what I was saying earlier, like an E5, he can absolutely hit above that, strike above that easily. Yeah, and I think Fraser Edwards does a pretty good job with like really catchy, uplifting songs. He's got great guitar skills. <laughs> yeah, I, I like people that do write like these positive and catchy that don't also get boring because sometimes you can just go, here's positive and fun, and like you're like, okay, freedom call, like <laughs> let's try something new. But no, they 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 get it without actually getting it super boring. So keep that up. Indeed. Uh, a couple of the other smaller bands I'm looking forward to this year, uh, Ravenous. We we actually talked about their debut, Eat the Fallen. Yeah. Uh, or Eat the Fallen being part of the band name. I get them confused. Anyway, uh, Ravenous. It's Eternal Hunger. Eternal Hunger, Eat the Fallen. Yeah. Eternal Hunger. Eternal Hunger, Eat the Fallen. Jesus Christ. Uh, they have a second album allegedly coming out uh, this fall. Uh, very much looking forward to that. They had like this really fast, uh, but also melodic style power metal with, uh, I wouldn't say like, Sabaton vocals, but we, we, we've described them as if Sabaton was actually power metal, they'd sound like Ravenous, which I think is high praise. <laughs> I, I really like his um, his claims a lot. Like if you show off on like go, go to um, Adrift and Space and Time, those two really show off um, what Rav can sound like really good clean. They actually have some social media up with um, what's it Ravioli Music where you can hear him singing cleans. He's actually gotten a, st- a little bit more refinement to his clean voice which supposedly we're going to hear more of so it no he's he does like this really gruff voice yeah. for at least by power metal standards yeah so the thing is that's not he, he he's still I, i'm sure he's still doing that but his clean that's a little bit less gruff I, I mean it's not it's not like here's clean voice versus harsh voice he's not doing harshes he just has a meter of grit that gets added so it's going to be a little bit more clean because we've seen that on his channel and it's it's good it's he's really really good so i'm i'm so looking forward to hearing more of them and um they're they, i i really love their debut there's there's so there's so much about it because like e- even if you go to the more semi arena mercenary is clearly power metal but it's got a little bit of those um it, a little bit it's not even the chorus the the everything else was um, the verses kind of get a little strength of a warrior is more punchy, but the, the, both of those two songs get a little bit like that. And th- they still have some very interesting, like, uh, songs that just have a lot of forward momentum. Like, uh, so was it so, tale of new of tale of good omens that, uh, the, the whole momentum is a, yeah. I think a good word for it. Exactly. The, the point is, man, if they can, if they can strike like this again, I mean, count me in i I love it i mean imagine if they could do better than that too because i already thought their debut was already strong enough i'm so into it yeah i was a big fan of that uh we're also going to hear more of rav amongst many other people on uh, planeswalker once that eventually comes out oh yeah yeah planeswalker i'm very excited for that too yeah so that's uh jason from helium prime and dire peril teaming up again with sozos who was on helium prime's second album uh sozos uh i love fucking sozos vocals jesus christ he's a great follow on youtube yeah, I need to. Uh, I, I was actually considering for for like an idea of gathering my favorite like uh, quote vocalists you've uh, best vocalists you've never heard of because I feel like Sozos 
deserves recognition because he is really good. But like no one knows who he is except for like yeah. you have these small inner circles of people on like these online communities and you go outside of there. It's like, huh? And I, I'm like, oh my God, he's so good. There's there's way more than just him, obviously. Like you know, it's, it's, uh, calling back to Fellowship, Matthew Corey. Holy shit, he's amazing. Glint's, Glint's stupid dumb. I, <laughs> Glint is stupid dumb. Just so dumb. you know. <laughs> it is... It, it's the dumbest song written vocally because so few humans on the planet can actually sing it. Because, <laughs> like, I first off, like, most guys can't sing it at octave because you can hit the lows fine, but you can't even pitch it without, like, you, you can't, you can, like, well, I can sing it if I just keep bouncing between octaves. No, don't do it that way. Keep it all in, if you want to take it, shift the whole song down an octave. Most people can't do that because then it gets way too low. But then most people can't sing it at octave because some of the high notes are way too high, almost to the sixth register. And it's like, well, how do you do that? Well, you could be a woman. But then a lot of the female singers can't sing those low verses. They have to bring an an octave. It's just physically hard to sing. I I would not be surprised if I said less than 3% of humans can actually, on the planet, can sing the range it has. Now, of course, most most of the people on the planet Earth aren't singers, so that's partially where I'm starting this number. But of the people that can sing, it's just it's stupid dumb. I'm sure you could auto tune some shit, but like, oh my god, it, it's so hard. Like some of the other songs are a little easier to sing, but Glint is has this right range where it's like, dude, what the hell? You have to also listen to some of the vocal harmonies on it too, because there's oh, so much going on in that song. That, yeah, Matthew Corey Sozos, those are two of like my favorite guys. And you're like, yeah, these guys are amazing. And then people are like, huh? Like, th- more people need to know about these two. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, Sozos has only been in a couple of like really small projects. Like, he's with yeah. Helen Prime. He's got his band, Har- is it Harmonious? I think is the name of it. Yeah, I think. Uh, he- he's going to be in Eons Enthroned, which, you know, we love those guys. Um, of not the biggest <laughs> project out there. No, no, no. It's small. Yeah, Eons Enthroned is coming up allegedly in July. Allegedly. Allegedly. So, uh, we'll be excited for that. Absolutely. Like uh, mentioning uh, Planeswalker again, they've got a few folks on there. Uh, Sozos being the main vocalist, I think Bernie Slays, I think is showing up for a collab. Rav from uh, Ravenous mm-hmm. is going to be showing up there. Uh, I've got high hopes for for Planeswalker. Yeah, I, I have too. I, I backed it because I'm like, I just want to, I want more of this. It sounds fun. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think the a couple other albums coming up later this year. Power Wolf uh, is doing Power Wolf things. Yeah, pa- Power Wolf and Sabaton. Sabaton. How, how is this? Sabaton? They they've been doing singles, but not. I have they announced an actual album. Oh, I th- I thought I thought Sabaton and Power Wolf were both releasing albums this year. I know. I think Power Wolf is doing an album. I'm not sure if Sabaton oh. said it's an album. They might just be doing singles, which oh, for maybe. Sabaton makes honestly to me makes more sense. But yeah, you know they're just gonna keep trucking on making money. So fuck it. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, Power Wolf. I'm like very looking honestly out of the singles. Uh, I'm much out of of out of the arena metal scene from the singles I've heard recently. If there was to be a new album by any of them, Power Wolf stuff is I think more promising than any of the other things. So I'm very much looking forward to that album. Yeah, and I know I know you're a fan of uh, Attila Attila Dorn. Is that how you say his name? Oh yeah, 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 Attila Dorn. I think. Yeah. He's a really good vocalist. It's all, it's it's so weird because you have like some of the stuff that I'm like, these songs don't match your, like in terms of some of the songs are like, they have really interesting vocal melodies, but the rest of everything around it is so basic, bitch, <laughs> that like you've got a good vocal melody, you've got a good voice. Why is the rest of it not up to the par of this? Because you've got like Night Side of Siberia, which is one, the, 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 the lead into the chorus on that is so amazing that all i'm thinking is like 
Ah, but like, I think if you fancied it up too much, it'd be like, uh, the, the fans really just want punchy, wolf, nun, blood, dead, arena metal. Boobs. Oh, boobs. boobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they, they, that's what they want. They know that. So they know they don't have to dress it up. So I know what they're doing. Yeah. It's working great. Sometimes I wish, like, could you just put one song on there for me? Thank you. All right. I'm going to write him a letter yeah. right now. Put, put every album, you know, you've got eight songs where you just do your thing. Maybe put like one song where you put, you put some more effort into it and you're just like, what if we tried this? Maybe the fans will hate it and you don't ever have to play it live, but maybe just from like a musical standpoint, let's just say, what if we tried this? Yeah. I'd, I'd love to see, cause they, they've picked all the right instruments. I love cause they're like, Hey, what if we made metal, but I love pipe organs and uh, harpsichords. I'm like, yes. Also, yeah, we've got a right? great singer. Yes. But what if we did like pop rock with a little bit more percussion? I'm like, what? What? No, you started so strong. Why? I mean, don't get me wrong. It's still enjoyable. But man, some of those just really come off as like the energy could have been so much more there. It reminds me of when Epica covered, was it Sacred and Wild? And as part of the, 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 when they completely, they, they completely like rewrote some of the parts. They mm. also, they, they, they bumped it up like 30 beats a minute or some bullshit like that. Cause I remembered like, Oh, I don't remember the song being that energetic. This just <laughs> in, it's not. <laughs> What they need to do is have him collaborate with like one of the big prog metal things, like do, do an Arion song or an Avantasia song, just to see what kind of stuff he can pull off with a different, completely different style of songwriting. Have you have you heard their cover of Judas Priest's Nightcrawler? I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, I all right. I'm gonna get stabbed for this. Okay. I think Dorn's voice. I first off, I think Judas Priest does. Uh, Nightcrawler better, but I think Dorn beats out Halford. You can't say things like that. No, I just did. I just <laughs> did. I said it. I, I love it. He he does such a good job, the delivery, everything. But the I think the rest of the songwriting that they did to like Power Wolf the song uh, was really just like it, it was like they made an AI generate the rest of the parts and then like go ahead do it. There's not really much life to it as like the original, so it just. It feels very lazy, and they could have done so much more with it. But the the vocal performance is there. Yeah, well, I know I listened to like one or two of the singles from the upcoming Powerwolf, and I'm like, I don't hate this. It it feels good in the moment. So fuck it, you know, keep mm-hmm. keep it on, keep it on. I w- was not a fan of the Sabaton single, the the the, the Swedish Guard or whatever it was. Uh, that was I think that oh, was no. boring even by their standards. No, no. Uh, that that's that's one of my least favorite songs I've heard from them in a while, actually. Yeah, I like Defense of Moscow, but the Royal Guard, I was like, uh, I, I mean, I think I've only listened to it three times. I think I listened to it. I, I think if another band released it, three is nothing by your standards. Yeah, hold on. I think if another band released it and it wasn't didn't have the Sabaton label, like, OK, I know who these guys are. I may not have even listened to it. Like at like given any other attention, I know the first time I listened to it, I just I turned it off partway because I'm like, eh, whatever. Then I'm like, is it really that bad? And I gave it a full listen, and then they released it in another language, and I gave it another listen, and I'm like, I'm done. I'm just done with it. Like, I, I've I've given this bad song too much attention already. You know, the multiple languages thing is smart on their side because they basically get like the the press junket of two releases in one. That's that's a smart idea for them. Yeah, and I actually like some of their stuff in Swedish more. Like, um, uh, Carolus Rex in Swedish just sounds better. Yeah, I wonder if us not knowing Swedish 
makes us kind of ignore like the simplicity of their English lyrics. Uh, we can that, kind of pretend like there's more to it than there really is. You're, you're probably right. I, they've done, they did. Uh, I, I'm, I'm assuming they did it in every tour, but they did got mit uns in Swedish when they did the one of the tours. Yeah. So I'm assuming they just did it everywhere. That's just my guess. They have a bit where they say, "Oh, do you want us to do it in English or Swedish?" Yeah. I assume the Swedish always wins because yeah, that's yeah, that's my guess as well. I I, I assume like okay, very nice script you got there, um, which is fine though. Um, <laughs> Uh, I, I don't, it's, it's I don't a li- mind live it. shows are scripted, you know, spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah. I, I mean, the, I can't remember who it was. There was some discussion about that, where that came up and they're like, you know, that that's like a thing they do every show that's scripted or something like that. And like I'm to like, bring the kid on stage. Yeah. Don't, 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 don't tell me that wrestling's also like it, do, it doesn't <laughs> matter. We know it, but it, it's, we, we don't care. Just give us the performance. That's if that's part of the package, just give it to me. That's that's fine. Now, it's, it's bad when you've like Thomas England saying, hey, they don't pay me enough to be up here. But I like you guys like, OK, don't say that. That's bad. But stuff like, do you want to hear it in Swedish? What the fuck? Like, OK, no, I'm fine with them going like just that. He's actually a good actor. His enthusiasm's great. I'll, I'll take it. So charisma. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, don't 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 give me a was it live guard at Royal Guard or whatever. Don't give me that again, though. That was bad. Yeah, I'm fine for Sabaton to keep making money if it supports uh, Tommy Johansson to do his yeah. other projects because I like <laughs> yes. his stuff. Oh, yeah. Mem- um, not Memories of Old. I, he was in that, but that's not uh, the his uh, Majestica. Majestica Majestica and that uh, the Christmas album, which I was so just surprisingly good. It's a, yeah. Give me more of that. That was great. Yeah, I think we might have skipped over at the end of last year in our in our episode but i really liked the christmas uh Majestic album yeah i was i even revisited after the season was over like oh yeah he did a christmas album and i'm like oh yeah it's still good i know it's like it was i can't remember it was like hey it's april but the christmas album's still good guys <laughs> i was i'm such an asshole that uh so last christmas i had my uh, family over for dinner one night uh-huh. and i'm like okay we're having dinner at my place i'm gonna put the fucking music on so i put the majestica christmas album on just in the background <laughs> oh I, one time I was visiting, uh, my in-laws and I, I was like, Hey, I'm going to put some music on in the background. Cause they're like letting me be quiet. And I started off with my metal playlist and, um, it starts off with Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Oh, okay. You can, and you can always, so, you can so trick people like, with Trans-Siberian Orchestra. And, and then it has Orion's Reign's Christmas covers and, uh, Theocracy's Christmas songs in there. And Those no one brought up, yeah, no one brought up like, Hey, are you tricking us into listening to power metal? Because you started <laughs> with like, when you start with Trans Siberian Orchestra, they just kind of go, okay, yeah, the, the rest of this is probably just Trans Siberian Orchestra as long as it's like, you know, modern power metal Christmas songs. That's really all the whole playlist is literally just that. That's the one acceptable so, uh, context for American normies to listen to yeah, power metal. Yeah. So so I'm like, I got them all to listen to fucking like 15 minutes of Orion's Reign. <laughs> like 10 minutes of theocracy. It's like, you will listen to Dan Vosk and Mini Vosk. Oh, this is, uh, no, it was, it was, it was pretty funny. Yeah. Was, I think the new one didn't have Mini I can't remember. But yeah, they, they they're, that's on at least Jingle Bells, which is both of them. But yeah, that was. That was, that was pretty funny, but yeah, they um Tom Tommy did such a great Christmas album. I I, I like it. Indeed. Uh, I think the last album I have as like big things I'm looking forward to this year, uh, and I know you are as well. Not power metal, but fuck it, it's my show. I'll put whatever I want on it. Uh, <laughs> a Phantomer, if I said their name wrong. <laughs> uh, metal Death from France, and just 
like legit one of my favorite albums of the last like 10 years is uh their Procopton most recent album so i'm super stoked for whatever they come up with next yeah uh i'm pretty hyped on them too Procopton got a bit of place except for the sovereign which if, if you take to sovereign out i listen to the album we'll say quite a bit uh quite the a bit sov- yeah yeah if, however, if you just ignore the album and listen to The Sovereign, I listened to that way too much. It was actually competing with Slurp a Derp for a moment for me. It, That's, I've listened, no, hold on. <laughs> yeah, dude, I listened to that song so much. The whole album is good, but I obsessed on that song for a while. So when someone's like, hey, by the way, they're releasing a new album, I'm like, yes, give me that. I, I'm like, I'm so excited now. Ah, it was like, oh man, 2020's over, and now you have potentially more F F anime. I don't know, but oh my god, give me that shit! It was such a great album too, and I, I thought that them adding the like, was instrumental stuff at the end was very interesting too. I don't like, I don't think it's better, but I, I, it was an interesting listen to. I, I always like it when bands with predominantly harsh vocals include instrumental stuff, because I think it's easier to recommend to less metal people that way. Uh-huh. Like, um. I rec- I had a friend of mine who who will who will dip his toe into metal, but he doesn't really like harsh vocals. I had him listen to the uh, instrumental Percoptin, and he was like, "Well, this is actually pretty good." And like, "Yeah, right." Of course, yeah. We've got some people who are afraid of harshes that you can introduce them that way. So we're on a power uh, metal show, so you're you're gonna have some of that somewhere. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I do actually remember there was um some comments and like. It was like a power metal discord or a Facebook group where some people were complaining about Camelot's The Black Halo because there was too much harshes on it. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are, are you ready? Do you remember March of Mephisto has Shagreth on it? And then there's some a little bit of smaller bits of growliness. Late. Yeah. You, you see the fact that you have to do that much thinking and then they're like, yeah, get those harshes out of there. Just give me like, I'm like, holy shit. If this is your level of too much harshes, I, I'm like, that is like the lowest level of like, it's like, it's like oh yeah. Like that or like inhuman rampage is like, yeah. oh, that might be too much harshes. If you have to think, oh yeah, there were harshes on it. And it's to someone else that's, that's too much harshes. I, mean, I feel like those are two very opposite things where you have to like really dig to remember, oh yeah. There are some harshes, like the, the harshes on that were like, what, two phrases during, two half phrases during the chorus, and then some other crap later in this, like, album. Like, I, I, I think in total there were like 14 seconds of harshes in an hour album. I might be, I might be understating it, but all I'm thinking is if these people exist, that's weird. But at least there's an instrumental version of, uh, Procopton for them. Yeah, so if if you're mostly a power metal person because you don't really like harshes, you know, if you're looking for a way to expand and dip your toe, Ephanimer, I think, has such strong melodic songwriting that oh, very much, you can at least appreciate that. Yeah. All right, and we've been going for my recording says two hours. We're probably gonna cut some stuff out of here. Cool, but. Uh, Thank you very much for joining me today. Yeah, this is really fun. I always like talking about metal, and I, I think uh, Stephanie's like glad that I have some other uh, outlet for that because I'm pretty sure I've like uh, completely destroyed her uh, ability to listen to it. So uh, <laughs> having having you as a victim is very nice. No, no, I've been wanting to just talk about all this shit. Like, you know, we've got six months worth of albums to go through here, which I think for 
uh, all things considered, we did a pretty good job there. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm feeling feeling good about 2021. Fully vaxxed, you know, nice and powerful there. Shows are coming back. Blind Guardian's coming back. Fucking Edgy Falashi's coming back. Halloween's coming back. Everything is just, you know, nature's healing. Life is returning to the metal world, and it feels good. It does. It feels amazing. I'm so happy. 2021 is going to be amazing. It's still it's amazing now, and it's going to continue to be. Indeed. So. Thank you for joining us today, Alice. Everyone, please check out uh, Rage Badger Gaming if you're into Gloomhaven and Frosthaven and all the the havens that you could look for. Uh, and Rage Badger Music if you like shit posts and getting pissed off about things. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Any any final words you'd like to share with our audience, whoever they might be? Um, just I'm very happy for the second half of the year. I'm excited, and uh, I, I all I can say is, uh, Blind Guardian, please don't let me down. And hail Odin, <laughs> I guess. Hail Odin, and stay powerful. Stay powerful.